Hey, Fro, how many screenwriters does it take to make a good Titanic movie? Oh, I don't know. One more than they had. On this week's episode of Another Digital Citizen, we talk about news of the week, The Fate of the Furious, Samurai Jack, uh, Season 5, Episode 5, and a proper program theory. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80. Uh, did I mention it was episode 80? No, I didn't. It's episode 80. That means that we are really old. Whee! Hello, uh, human being that I never, ever Talk to before. Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. It's not like uh, we've done 80 shows or something. Right, and we didn't do a podcast before this either, but yeah. Um, <laughs> 80 shows. Uh, we're getting getting old. We're getting up there in age uh, and lower quality in technology, it seems like, but that, whatever. <laughs> uh, we're going to work our way back up. Yeah, uh, to the listeners. Uh, so, all the podcasts you heard before was recorded through a VCR, and if the audience doesn't believe me, that is actually true. We are actually still using the VCR. We are? To record this, yes. Ah. Still using it. It's still necessary for the way I'm doing it now, uh, but one of our co-hosts that nobody knew existed passed away. Uh, oh, yeah, Luke Wreck, yeah. who is my laptop computer, which is where we did most of our recording. Uh, I'm pretty sure the battery totally went out on it. So I, maybe I could buy a new battery. Either that or it's totally kapook. So, uh, yeah, uh, that computer is dead. So we're figuring out a new way to record. Hopefully I'm going to get a new mic. So we'll, I'll have some better audio next week. But we're just working with what we have this week. So, yep. Listen to us or don't. <laughs> I think I had something that we missed last week. Or we didn't really miss it, but we didn't mention it that I wanted to talk about. Have you heard about this JBL bullying yes. uh, story in WWE? We did yeah. not talk about this at all last week. I think it's important to talk about. Uh, what did you think about this, Fro? I guess we'll, uh, and then we'll go into what the story actually was. 
Yeah, uh, me and Bill talked about it on that wrestling show, of course. Uh, uh, listen to that wrestling uh, show. Uh, the only podcast where you can hear Fro uh, really talk about wrestling. But, uh, yes, um, no, it's, it's, uh, it seems for me that when your personality, uh, as JBL has, has been heelish and douchey your whole life, it gets through into your, uh, what I should call, normal life. So, right. uh, to be honest, I, I'm 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 surprised that this hasn't been uh, up for news before, because I'm I'm pretty sure. He- oh, it. Ha- I mean, there's been news about this before. I mean, remember when Joey Styles broke his nose because he was being bullied, and then uh, they were on like a uh, I think it was a UK tour, or maybe they were in Iraq for like one of the tribute to the troops back in the day. And there was a whole story about how JBL was bullying Joey Styles, and then uh, Joey Styles stood up to him and broke his nose. Really? Yes, that is a story from a long time ago. So that's one of the th- reasons this is such a big deal. Like, well, this guy had to quit because of it, but it's a long history of JBL being a bully. It's not just this yeah. one incident. Uh, that's the real deal here, and no, it's nothing's ever been done about it. And it's definitely become even a bigger deal because they seem to be just trying to cover it up. I mean, I had a hard time watching SmackDown and listening to him because it just like, God, I really, I never liked JBL as far as like, I never really liked his wrestling style. I always thought he was just a big slow guy who was really never in very good shape and just like uh, was kind of grandfathered in. And um, he, like you said, he's got this, he had this heel persona and maybe that's what it is. Maybe he... Uh, is just living the gimmick, like he bought into his own hype a little bit. Right. Or maybe that gimmick was there because he is a big jerk. And that's the reason, he ha- you know, it could go either way. But uh, there is that locker room, you know, uh, ribbing people, but actually you're bullying them. Like there's a fine line between a joke and bullying sometimes. And maybe, maybe he just is one of those people that doesn't know that fine line. Maybe. And he crosses it all the time. <laughs> Maybe JBL is a performance artist, just like Alex Jones. Right. <laughs> I mean, you go back and you remember when Byron first got on and everybody was like, oh, Byron's so horrible. And I was always saying, well, if JBL and Cole didn't like make fun of him from day one and gave him a chance to actually do his job right. where he's always on his toes, because it's clear they were like how much of that was uh, scripted and how much of it was just them bullying Byron. And I would say probably a lot of it was them bullying, but yeah, definitely. But it, it it's it's so it's so um, uh, sad because oh my god, I w- I miss Marolo already. He's he was such a good wrestling commentator, and I do right. do hope I like if I had to pick between him and JBL, I would pick him any time. So it's kind of strange that they are keeping the bully and getting rid of the one that's getting bullied. Well, he, I mean, he, uh, I think he quit, I, I believe. But he, you know, uh, he apparently had a long history of depression and bipolar. So yeah, that was the reason it was he had instantly, I mean, as opposed to other people, maybe who would take it, he, you know, he has a condition where 
that kind of thing's really going to get to him yep. over time. So I, I know all uh, about that. I, I'm happy that he moved on. He's already doing. A, he's, I think he's doing boxing announcing. So he's already moved on and everything. But he, he's doing as far as the MMA. JBL thing, he's doing. Oh, MMA. Yeah, okay. MMA. Mm-hmm. I know, he was a boxing uh, announcer there for a while. Yeah. Uh, before I think WWE. Uh, but as far as JBL and them kind of covering it up, I mean, he's still on TV. They they're not acknowledging that it ever happened. Uh. And I kind of, that's not cool to me, especially when they have, like, Be A Star and everything, and they're all about, uh, I don't know, other things they would uh, instantly fire somebody for if it was somebody else, but because it's JBL, they're just kind of trying to push it under the rug as quick as possible. Speaking of which, I did watch, uh, did you go to InfoWars? We'll get into our first story. Uh, Well... And tr- try to see what uh, Alex Jones said about this article that came out this week, saying that during um, a, divor- a divorce hearing, I guess he's getting divorced from his wife, Alex Jones of Infowars, uh, and I guess it was a settlement case for the uh, custody of the kids, uh, and the lawyer, uh, Alex Jones's lawyer, said that um, he was not uh he he was a performance artist yep and that anything he said on the radio was not a reason for him not to have his kids because it would be like comparing um jack nicholson in uh as the joker character uh to the real jack nicholson in real life Mm -hmm. um saying that he he's a performance artist that it's not real news that he uh is doing a shtick, you know, like the daily show or something like that, where that, I mean, people, that's the thing about nowadays people, uh, people go to the daily show and that's where they get their news. So it's kind of like, and this is a little bit the reverse, but Alex Jones does show himself as, uh, he, it seems like to me of the stuff I've seen from him in the past, he, he tries to portray himself as uh, legitimate news. What do you think about that? Yeah, he's, he's definitely not legitimate. Judgment news at all. No, but do you think he portrays himself as that, or do you think oh, yes. he oh, yes, yes, portrays yes. himself as satire? Yeah, no, okay. no, 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 no. Did you watch any of the stuff he put out yesterday in response to these articles? No, I did not. Okay, I, I actually, th- that's the thing about me. I'm somebody who I don't just hear one side of the story and go, oh, that's how it is. You, you know about that, me fro right i do that all the time so i actually went to the horse's mouth and said okay well what did alex jones first of all it took him like two days to actually respond to this which i thought was interesting uh he didn't come right out and say anything about it but i think yesterday there were two videos he put up uh that were the same kind of they're actually the same video uh just kind of cut differently but they were he did not acknowledge this court case at all he just said that the media was smearing him and that they that it, yes, he does some things that are um, satire, but that doesn't mean everything he does is satire, and that's what they were talking about in the court case. Mm. I don't know about that. I don't find anything he does is satire. Like I think, I think he means I, I've and says oh, ahead, sorry. everything that is in his thought because that man, like it's not like he's a new. On, on on TV or media. Like, he's been around for ages. And it's so 
strange for me to hear that he's kind of saying, oh, I'm just playing a role, I'm just acting. No, you're not. You've been like this for ages. It's not nothing new. It's nothing surprising. I think you you stand behind every single thing you you said in your entire life. I don't know about that. I mean, um, I do. I think th I've always thought he was a bit of a performance artist, I, uh, to a degree, and I definitely have seen him do satire stuff. Uh, where it's definitely not, definitely satire, and it's not, they're not trying to do uh, legitimate news. Like, they make, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of one exa example, but I've seen them do sat satire, and then other times they mix it in. So that's a little hard. It's a hard area to uh, nail down, but most of what he says is garbage anyways. Right. But like I said, he didn't say this. His lawyer said this in a court case. So, um there is that kind of, uh, it may just be a lawyer lawyering, uh, you know, doing his lawyer thing and saying what needs to be said so he can get his, uh, to win his case. You know what I mean? So there's that. Uh, and the one really hard thing about this story, I think, is that this is a divorce case and it were, the kids are involved. Right. That's a little tough. Yeah. Um, I don't think that necessarily him doing the show and having his weird political beliefs, which he may or may not actually believe, is the reason for him not to have his kids. I don't know uh, about that. Uh, I, I totally agree. And it and this being all over the news, that doesn't make... I mean, ha having your parents get divorced is hard enough, and now these kids have to see this all over the news, and their friends at school are going to know about it, and, uh, about the divorce case, you know what I mean? So, yeah. If they wanted to hide, if they were, if they hadn't told their friends yet that their parents were getting a divorce or whatever, because maybe they were embarrassed or whatever, now all their friends know. Yeah, so they, that I don't one hundred percent like about it, but it's just what it is. So they've been outed <laughs> as divorce. Right, exactly. They got uh, zeked from Survivor. Oh, what a what an ending to Survivor! That was what a brutal. A it was uh, hard to watch. It was so strange. Uh, let's talk about that for two seconds. Uh, can you recap sure. recap it since we talked about it? So I guess uh, it, there was a they were at tribal council and mm. it was kind of between two people who uh, the the tribe was kind of split. So they're doing they're trying to argue their positions, and the one guy Jeff, he's arguing his position against Zeke. And he, what did, what, I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically he said that Zeke was transgender and that he had not told anybody in the tribe. And so he, uh, was using that as justification that Zeke wasn't trustworthy because he hadn't told anybody about this, but Zeke hadn't told anybody about this and like anybody in the, out in the re in the real world, not just in Survivor. So right. basically, this guy Jeff added him to everybody, and there was a right when he said it, even before we found out that he had outed everybody. Just like the moment he used it as justification that he was oh. a bad person, kind of. Oh. Uh, the whole tribe, uh, you there was just silence. Even like everybody was like, <laughs> "Did you really just go there? Yeah. Like, wow, yeah. you are ignorant a hole." And he lost his job over this. Right. I saw that as well. He yeah. was a... Uh, um, what do you call it? This, he sold houses. 
Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I guess he lost his job over this. So yeah, I'm super happy to to, to hear that. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was just super ignorant. I mean, yeah. I I understood exactly where he was coming from, and where he was coming from was a place of ignorance. So. Right. But uh, it pays in society today to be that fucking ignorant. It's it's so. I I I I was so baffled when this. Uh, I was watching Survivor, and I, I I I I like I literally stopped. The video and called my girlfriend and told her that she had to see this episode of Survivor just because of this. It was so out there. It, it was. It's been a really good, yeah, a really good season of Survivor so uh, so far. Like a lot of twists and turns and like a lot of uh, <laughs> new game new gameplay they've come up with. So this <laughs> one, this part, like uh, at least in the end, they didn't even do a vote. They were just like, you are a dick, just leave. Like, no, they didn't even do a vote. They just yeah. said, you better just stand up and walk away. Yeah. And he did. He just got up, got his torch, and was out of there. So, yeah. We will never, ever hear from him again. Oh, no, they're not going to have him back on the show. Uh, I mean, he'll probably be on, like, uh, Dr. Phil in a month. <laughs> Oh come on! Did you did you did you hear about Doctor Phil uh, interviewing this girl that said said she been uh, um, molested by politicians her whole life? Uh, no, I have not. No, I don't follow Doctor Phil, so no. Now, uh, and Infowars were like using this as uh, proof for that Pizzagate existed. So I watched the Dr. Phil episode, and they talked nothing about that at all. So I have no clue where where they were taking it from. So it was really, really, really strange. They were saying, oh, listen to Dr. Phil. He's the only one that's talking about Pizzagate today. He's the only media that's trustworthy, that's saying something about Pizzagate. And guess what? He said nothing about Pizzagate. Isn't that strange? <laughs> Weird. Weird. I, 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 the other thing about Alex Jones, we'll go back to that, and then we'll move on to our next story. Alex oh. Jones is being sued right now over the whole Pizzagate thing, I believe. Uh, and so he's actually come out and said that all of the everything he said, uh, they had taken down all their stuff about that and denounced the Pizzagate thing a long time ago. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Alex Jones, not trustworthy. Uh, also, water wet and <laughs> tires made of rubber. So yeah, and B Bill O'Reilly uh, losing uh, advertising money. <laughs> I saw I saw an article. I don't know if that's true. Let me look it up real quick. But I saw that he had gotten fired. Really? Let me make sure that this is I really correct because I, I I just I did not look I did not. Uh, okay, New York Times, Bill O'Reilly is forced out at Fox News. Whoa, that's super good news. That yep. is so, super good news. I was expecting that to happen after all of these sex scandals, so not, I'm not super surprised about no, no, it. No, 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 no. It took them a while. <laughs> it took them a lot of while. I'm super happy to hear that. Oh, that's really good news. Hey, uh, have you ever played real football? Uh, yes. With... Both kinds of real football I've played. No, it's not 
both kinds. There's only one football because you use your foot on it. The other one is hand egg. Uh, <laughs> they're they're like they hit it, they kick it with their foot maybe once every uh, twenty minutes. So. Ooh, yeah, that makes it football. Mm, anyways, uh, so we had this football that has gone from Aberdeen in Scotland, uh, in south of uh, Scotland, all down to uh, Vanna, uh, north, north, north in in uh, Norway. So it has traveled over a thousand miles. And what is uh, special about this football, Luke? Well, I had the name of the football club right on the ball, so that's yep. how they know where it came from. Uh, but yeah, it was a youth youth club, and they kicked it over, I guess they must have kicked it in the ocean, and it went up north and ended up in Norway, Yeah, uh, a thousand miles away. Shows you interesting, uh, you know, it, it, how the currents work and whatnot, but uh, I guess they retur- they're returning this football back to the, uh, the club, so. Good. Well, you know what time it is. It's time for that new intro. Trump Corner. Trump Corner! Uh, Other than eating Easter egg and forgetting to put his hand over his heart under when the national anthem is uh, playing, because that is something you do and not something you have to be reminded of your wife to do, by the way. Hint, hint. Did you see this? Uh yeah, I it didn't. Re- I thought it was not as big a deal as some people made it out to be, but like whatever. Uh, it's a funny. It's a funny thing. It's a funny thing that he doesn't uh, remember to put his hand over the heart when the national. I'm not even hundred percent sure that's what it was. Who knows? But but uh, of course, uh, Trump. He wants a gold-plated carriage ride. Uh, with the queen. Gold-plated. Yeah, plated. Sorry. What did I say? Plated? I, I heard glad plotted so... <laughs> Gold-plated. Sorry, I'm Norwegian. Uh, right. uh, ride with uh, the queen during the UK visit, of course, because that's the thing you do when you go to the UK. This is not until November, I believe. <laughs> yes. Um... But they're still setting this up. I mean, the, we, in the past, we talked about the parliament actually going through this whole thing after there were protests uh, and uh, petitions that came out against him even visiting. Right. Um, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. But now Trump's like, I want a gold-plated carriage to drive me to have a visit with the queen. Which, this is not unusual. Actually, lots of other... Uh, Leaders of countries and uh, yeah, dignitaries I, and things like that ha- w- have had this have had this happen, but um, I wanted to say that the Snoops article where where we have this from has a picture of Putin in the same ride that uh, Trump is talking about, and you can see that it's pretty gold plated. Oh, I'm sure they use the same. I'm sure it's like a traditional thing. Right. I just think uh, this is. I think they're making a big deal about this in the news because it's Trump, and it, it in the past, uh, like I just said, it's there's been outcry against him even being there, and so for them to request this is kind of like, 
All right, you're you're just uh, you're asking for trouble because you're gonna it's gonna make you look bad to the people there. You know what I mean? They're gonna be like, oh, oh, great, look at him, the guy we don't want here in the gold plated carriage. See what I mean? So yeah. yeah. Now it's it's kind of it's kind of strange that uh, it's a much ado about nothing. Is that a term that you understand? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you're totally right. Uh, the only reason I think that is because so many other uh, leaders have had this happen. But uh, yeah, I think it's just there's a lot of this in, in the news. Just like the uh, the Easter egg hunt thing with the uh, the nudging him. It's kind of like <laughs> is this really the most important news we could be covering for like the next hour? But whatever. Yeah. I, I just find it uh, kind of funny and interesting, oh, yeah. interesting that he has to be nudged. Oh, us mentioning it, I don't mind. But when CNN does it for an hour on but, end, and like, then it comes back to the next show and they have to cover it with uh, their six experts all talk about it, I don't yeah, need that. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Um, so, um, I was thinking... Uh, one of the things that uh, I liked about this week that was kind of uh, strange was Harold Guerrero. Is that his name? Uh, that was on Fox News and was so happy that uh, the U.S. Trump dropped the mother of all bombs on ISIS. He was the oh, talk show um, host. Uh, mustache man. Yes. Uh... Mustache man. Isn't his name? What's his name? Guerrero. No, that's no. You're you're close, but I I don't remember his name right now. I can picture his face. Right. Um, mustache man. Everybody knows mustache man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the U.S. You dropped a mother of all bombs on ISIS. So we are done with ISIS. Yay! Next uh, news article or. What? Oh, Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo right. Rivera. Yeah. Yeah, that was an inter that was an interesting Fox News clip where they're running the patriotic music <laughs> underneath the bomb it being was... dropped. It was ridiculous, and then there. But that wasn't um, just Fox. All over the place, it was like that this week. Like people being like, "Oh, our military is so great. We really got to back our military." Even the MSNBC and these other places were doing that kind of thing where they're very, um, what I saw a clip of Brian, uh, uh, he's on the 11th hour. I don't remember, Brian something. And he, he was talking about, uh, how beautiful the rockets were as they were flying through the air and how, the, uh, how glorious it was. And he quoted, uh, some song. <laughs> To like talk about how beautiful the rockets were, it was like, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, pandering to the war. Wow. Uh, and if you if there's one thing that gets Democrats and uh, Republicans to agree on something, it's going to war. Yeah. So, but yeah, we dropped this mother of all bombs, uh, which I believe stands for something else. It's M O A B. Um, but we dropped it in Afghanistan. They said that we dropped it on top of. Uh, ISIS. So no more ISIS. Even, Yay! Uh, I think the they said the idea was that there were ISIS tunnels. Oh. So 
there are, if you see the video, there isn't any town or any buildings anywhere near this. Uh, but they said they dropped it on the tunnels to crush the tunnels to keep the them for supply routes. They're like trying to dry up the supply routes and keep them from going back and forth across the border, I believe. Um, but the Afghani uh, officials have come out and said they're that they just blew. They used. Afghanistan as just a bomb testing range and said that none of those tunnels exist. So there's kind of differing accounts on what happened here. Uh, I would not put it past uh, our military and Trump administration from just blowing up a bomb in the middle of nowhere just to sh like uh, kind of flex its muscles. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe there wasn't anybody even there. They just blew up a bomb in the middle of nowhere just because they could kind of. Right. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but it, it's possible. Uh, there are a few people saying that. But this was a 21,000-pound bomb. Uh, it's this, It's one of the biggest bombs there is uh, next to a nuclear bomb. I was doing a little research, and apparently the Russians actually have a bomb called the father of all bombs, which is bigger than this. <laughs> so Of course Russia has something bigger than this. Right, what? and this uh, this is actually the, what I was looking for, a uh, massive ordnance air blast bomb. Okay. Uh, is what it, what it actually stands for, mother of all bombs, is kind of the nickname, I guess. Right. But yeah, we did this this week, uh, much earlier in the week this happened, and kind of it's been already overshadowed because of um, the, uh, the whole North Korea thing that's happening right now, so... Yeah, because U.S. Vice President Mike Pence, he warned uh, North Korea on Monday that the uh, recent American military strikes in Syria and Afghanistan showed uh, President Donald Trump uh, that uh, he could not be stopped, more or less. And Pojang vowed to continue their uh, missile and nu nuclear tests. So, more or less, now it's the end of the world as we know it. I think I sang that, <laughs> right. sang that before. Because now it's, it's looking, it's looking to get there with North Korea, definitely. Think about it is, there's, it's been happening for a while. I mean, when was the first time we covered one of these bomb tests uh, in North Korea? It was probably like a year mm -hmm. ago, yeah. maybe more yeah. on the news. Um, and that was, of course, during the Obama administration, who's they didn't, they kind of, uh, they warned them, but they didn't really do anything about it. Uh, but not much really has changed over the last whatever year and a half as far as the relationship between us and North Korea, yet. So, while there is a lot of posturing going on, there isn't a lot of uh, policy change as far as much, except for the fact that we're sending a lot of um, ships, submarines, military to the area, and putting anti-missile uh, anti defense systems like in South Korea uh, to try to defend them. I thought it was interesting, uh, I saw an article about all the military and uh, ships we're sending to Guam, which, remember we did an article, I don't know, six months ago, 
about that nuclear submarine that they were sending to Guam for the first time in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And at the time they were saying, oh, it's just a training exercises with Japan. And they had, what, uh, 20,000 American soldiers and something like uh, 15,000 Japanese soldiers training in Guam. Mm. And they had brought this nuclear submarine there. And we were kind of, that was the reason it was kind of like, this is a little weird. Why would they do that after 30 years? Mind you, this is during the Obama administration. Uh, and it's clear that they were just, you know, they were getting ready even then for this North Korea thing. So mm-hmm. it's not just Donald Trump. It's very clear that this goes uh, past who uh, Democrat or Republican. The war machine that is really running that side of things, they don't care whether it's Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama or anybody else. They're going to continue with the war strategy they want because it, if you look at uh, them sending all those troops to Guam, uh, m- you know, months and months ago when they said it was just training and now this happens and they send all these tons more uh, weapons and troops and uh, different gunships to, to Guam uh, just seems a little bit like, okay, it's pretty clear what's going on here. There's not, uh, that wasn't just training exercises at the time. They were getting ready. So that's the way I see it. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, and it's, it's freaking it's freaking dangerous. I, I think it's uh, one of the things that uh, frightened me the most at the moment is North Korea, uh, to be honest. Uh, and I, I'm I'm always worried when 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 we especially have someone that is so unequipped to do his job as Donald Trump and Mike Pence in the White House making decisions. Uh, that scares me. Of course it does. Why would uh, Yeah, but I mean, what do, you, what do you think about the fact that we've been sending troops towards them uh, way before Donald Trump, like I just was talking about? It doesn't... This is the thing that I think you're missing. It doesn't actually have to do with the fact... Like, people are, really want to point out, oh, it's Donald Trump, he's doing all this, this is Donald Trump. But this was happening before Donald Trump, is right. what I'm trying to point out. Like, they were already sending troops to Guam, they were already uh, positioning troops on the border of Russia. We talked about it in the news, on this show, a lot. Um, right. And they were doing that before. So this is, uh, I'm just pointing out that who's in office of president doesn't necessarily change foreign policy because the people who are really running foreign policy are doing what they want anyways uh, right now. Okay. And it does, it, it's gone from Obama to Trump and nothing's changed. So, uh, yeah, that's the way I see it. Uh, I guess I wanted to get your, your thoughts on that, Fro, as far as, like, basically all this hubbub about Trump when it comes to foreign policy, nothing's changed and we're doing the exact same thing, but they're blaming it on Trump. So, what do you think about that? No, that's that's unfair. Of course, it's unfair. Uh, I think it's unfair because because it's it's uh, Trump bashing. Uh, the the bashing we do on Trump here, I think, is more fair than the normal media. But we look on uh, on every side of things. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm pointing out the fact that being the president in this case doesn't matter. Right. Like, it, it's a mute point. If we're going to have the same foreign policy, whether we have Obama as president or whether we have Trump as president, 
why are we voting for a Democrat or Republican to begin with if they're going to give us the exact same thing? Yeah. It's so like it's a it just point points out to me how much of a uh, token uh, position being the president really is, how much of a puppet really you're dealing with when it's the exact same foreign policy, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. Right. Like president really means nothing. It's just a guy out there in a suit. So that's, uh, I don't know. I, but I find that really interesting. But I, I find that also scaring, to be honest, because it shouldn't be like that. Oh, no, definitely not. Uh, but that that is how it is. And oh, yeah. I mean, it's been that way for years, so... But, uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I think it's scary because it proves that nothing, uh, that democracy doesn't really exist in 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 United States. But we have been aware of that for a whole freaking long time. Right. I think people are waking up to it now a bit. But also, I think, like you said, there's a lot of Trump bashing. And I think a lot of those people are missing the point. They're missing the point that... Yes, Trump is in office and you can fight him, but there is a whole level above Trump that you can't fight. We can't fight those people. There's no way to stop them from going to war. Right. Because there's no way to vote out a general. That's not how things work. So, yeah. But are you are you more concerned about your country now or are you less? Uh, then when? When we had Obama? Yeah. Or what do you mean? When we um, had Obama. I'm definitely more concerned because they're just being blatant. That's the thing about I see as Trump is it's just before they would hide the fact that our government's being run by Goldman Sachs and the military industrial complex. And now it's just outright, oh, we don't give a crap if you see we're going to do it right in your face and then laugh about it in a pre press briefing. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like they don't even give a crap anymore. They just people are so... Uh, tricked into being like mad at Trump about everything or mad at uh, the Democrats about anything if you're on the other side. They're like, oh, it's stupid liberals. And then the other side's, oh, oh my gosh, Trump, he's so horrible. But nobody's looking at the people that are actually running the shit. Uh, that's kind of what scares me more than anything, uh, that people are kind of that uh, tr easily tricked, easily manipulated. Uh, yeah. Do you think do you t do you, do you think uh, we would have the same talk if we we actually got uh, uh, Bernie Sanders in office, or would we have the same freaking conversation about this? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think that's why the Democrats did everything to, they could to fight having. <laughs> Uh, Bernie Sanders in office. They did everything they could to fight it. So, um, if we did it, if somehow Bernie Sanders had gotten elected and became president, I don't think any of this stuff would be happening. No. No. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think there would be a lot of, I think there would be a lot of fighting against Bernie Sanders from both sides. And so we would still have a deadlock as far as the, um, what do you mean by deadlock? The deadlock as far as uh, the Senate and uh, Congress uh, being split, which they still are. Right. But Bernie Sanders wouldn't be doing things like dropping bombs on Afghanistan for kind of no reason or uh, 
dropping, uh, sending missiles over to Syria just because you want to flex your muscles. Uh, uh, that's what's really happened this week is the 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 thing about the Syria strikes and even the Afghanistan strike is uh, Donald Trump handed all that decision making stuff down to the arm uh, to the uh, the people on the ground. So the the generals and stuff there, they're the ones that made the decisions to bomb these places. Donald Trump handed all that uh, stuff down. So people do blame blame Donald Trump for it when really he didn't make the decision to do any of this stuff. But he it you know he's going to be he's commander in chief, so he's he is responsible in a way. Uh, nice. But he did hand all this responsibility down to people who actually did it. So yeah, when you look at it this whole week has been them flexing their muscles to the rest of the world, uh, to push us into some kind of war that nobody wants to, nobody wants, nobody nice. wants this war. Uh, and they're pushing us into it. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been saying that for a long time. Remember, I think towards the end of the election, I was like being called a conspiracy theorist, which I'm still, I still get called that all the time. But, <laughs> and I, I said, I, I was saying, okay, that's uh, fine, but we're I've, we've been saying this whole time. Hillary Clinton keeps talking about Russia, and I feel like they're going to try to push it, push us into a war with Russia. And when, when that happens, are you all going to call me a conspiracy theorist? And guess what? We're there now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, what I said was going to happen has happened. You know, I don't like to be right about these kind of things. I just see what's going to happen, and it happens yeah. because it's pretty blatantly obvious if you can read between the lines. So yeah. I also think it's kind of it's kind of strange because uh, for you and me we we agree on a lot of policy uh, when it comes to this, and I think one of the things that that scares me uh, to death is seeing that it doesn't really matter who is in up in office. So that's kind of uh, it's kind of yeah. I mean. Uh, uh... I think, like you said, it's always kind of you. People have all always kind of known it. It's always uh, been an unsaid thing. Uh, I don't know. It's been, it's been that way my whole life that I've heard people say, "Oh, you know, the president only has so much power. There are people above him that really run things." Whatever people call it, the uh, sh like um, the shadow government or something like that. Uh, you know, the policies that are really made. A lot of like. Uh, government policy is written directly by like oil companies and um, people on Wall Street to get their things across and then there's it's the problem with money and politics and things like that that goes way deeper than anything but the problem is we can't vote against those people right. so that's where it kind of ruins democracy and then you have the situation where Donald Trump went into office lying about everything and people believed him. And even now, you know, there's a huge conservative backlash against Donald Trump for going to war. The people don't seem to, especially liberals don't seem to, to realize that, but all these people who voted for Donald Trump, they didn't want more war in the Middle East. And now they're pissed about it. The conservatives right. are right. not just the liberals. And I think maybe that's a place where these two groups can get together and go, Fuck you, we don't want to go to war with North Korea, Russia, Iran. You know, we don't want to go to war with these people. Stop it. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I, I, I yep. just see this as, as, as one, one single way to get to the goal. And I think the goal is to, to beat people down, to get 
to make money out of people's misery. And war is the biggest way to do that. Right. I think I've heard it put best as uh, the U.S.'s biggest export is war. Is yeah. His weapons and war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, and, uh, enough uh, about Trump news. Well, uh, the video we are going to see, is it kind of related into what we're talking about? Or should... eh, kind of. It's got to do with war, okay. I guess, but we'll get into that. I was thinking of closing the door of Trump Corner. What do you say? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Trump Corner. <laughs> yep. So, we're going to watch the video together. Yep, so I saw this this week. I guess uh, the Russians have been really into robotics. They said they're doing this specifically for uh, putting into space, so robots to do to to orbit space and to do experiments and things like that. And for some reason, they're teaching these robots how to shoot guns. Yay! So, <laughs> let's go ahead and watch the video. It's only like 30 seconds long, so go ahead and give us... Countdown for all. In three, two, one, play. Alright, so two, he's got two like nine millimeters and it's like a rope. It looks like a. That looks like a Terminator to me. It looks like Shafty. Oh, yeah, it does kind of look like. Yeah. Well, at least the head does. Yeah. It looks like to be maybe six and a half, seven feet tall. Yay. And it's got pretty good accuracy. It's shooting every target in front of it with multiple uh, guns there. I'm so happy. They said that the reason they're doing this is uh, to increase its accuracy and uh, decision-making capabilities is the reason they're, they're doing this. So, uh, But yeah, that they say it's not. A, they're not making any war robots. They're doing this to send into space. <laughs> yeah, because in space you really need guns, don't you? That's all, what I always say. Right. They, like I said, they said that the they're just doing the gun stuff to as training training ro- for the robot to to work with its programming <laughs> to have it uh, learn accuracy and learn decision making capabilities. That was exact quote of what they said. I so believe that. Sorry. It's so stupid. Do anybody like believe them at all? <laughs> no. I this did not look ready for like the battlefield. I think they said twenty twenty six or something is when it would be ready to like actually be used. But if if you saw if you looked at it, it looked good, but uh, you'll notice that there's a a wire running out of its back and going across the ground. It's clear it's connected to some large power source. So I don't think these are necessarily anything we should be afraid of. But yeah, they're, uh, it definitely looks like a Terminator-type robot with guns. Yeah. <laughs> we are just going to use it in space. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. It's the worst excuse ever. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, well, if you wanted war... You can get a conservative war. And if you want a conservative war, you can have it on porn. Let's hear what Trun is saying about that. 
Hello, this is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Isn't it strange every time conservatives want to distract something, want watchers to see another way, they take up the war on porn. Yes, war on porn. Not only in the US are they talking about the war on porn, also in Norway the Christian conservatives also talk about the war on porn. I don't like porn that much. Porn is really boring, really. It's basically the same every time. And um, what porn is like swimming, it's a lot of fun to do, actual acts, but it's very boring to watch. Sometimes in my life I've been watching porn, just for the fun of it, because sometimes when you have some action going on, it's very insane. Do you remember a, a 19th band called 10,000 Maniacs? Yes, they have a porn parody, a movie called 10,000 anal maniacs. Just the title, 10,000 anal maniacs, was so man, on my mind that I just have to watch the movie. Who wouldn't? It was about a band who was basically hooked on anal sex, and uh, when a journalist from Anal Weekly came to see how it was going, yes, well, I got, I'm not gonna go into rest, but that was basically what it was all about. Porn. It's very funny when you that became your obsession. People talking about guns? No, not a problem. Say you like to blow away things? No, not a, not a problem either. Uh, not long ago, Americans, not, they did smash the biggest bomb of all. Mothers of all bombs. They did on a Fox News why the melody and was singing loud and uh, yeah, that was okay. That was that was quite okay to do. Glory, glory when people was blown to fucking pieces. But watch people fucking, sucking, sticking up the ass, having three ways, four ways, ten on one, one on everybody else. That seems to be a problem. People fucking seems to always be the problem for conservatives. You can shoot things, you can smash things, you can do high ret- dangerous rhetorics. But watch people fucking saying the word fuck or suck or dick or ass or titties that seems to be very wrong because always a distraction from something else Norway is now according to the UN one of the most happy society in the world well we're still watching porn so maybe you need a little bit more fucking but attraction even we have we also have our problems we have a big drug problem and we have some social problems of a lot of kind, like violence against women and so on. But the basic conversation goes down to porn. So why do we talk about porn? Because it's so easy to say something about it. You can say no. You can say laws. You just say no to it. And nobody will go up and fight for it. Like, I don't see any liberals or social democrats. Like, we need more porn. We need fucking porn everywhere we did it in kindergarten we need it in high schools we need you had to have a bachelor degree in anal sex and no you don't so it's very easy for conservatives to everything drag it about and it's very so easy because the, the media always say oh yeah well we're gonna write about this when the people talk about porn how bad it is we have to see examples examples of examples of how bad it is and media talk about it a lot of times 
and then it stops and the next four years another election porn again porn again porn again well we have a healthcare debate no not healthcare debate poor people are boring porn there porn that are we against it's a lot about those people who are against porn talk about porn more than those people who don't give a fuck about porn I guess it reminds me a lot about the gay debate. It's not about the people who are who's talking more about gay sex than people who are against gay sex. And we always know why that is, don't we? That was This was drawn with Trump Tells the Truth. Have a nice day. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was Tron telling the truth about conservative war on porn. Because porn is something we talk about on this podcast. We have a Facebook page. It's called Another Digital Citizen with over 700, almost 800 people in it. So be there or be square. I, I'm, I, 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 need, I need to ask you about that. What does that really mean? Like to be square? Does it mean to be a jerk or what? Or be... Uptight. Uptight, okay. Yeah, or like straight laced. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to be square would be like to be a guy in a business suit, uh, right. who like is is afraid to to be par- to park next to somebody else because his car might get dinged. Yeah. <laughs> so, have we gotten any emails this week? Uh, no, we did not get any emails this week. What? But if you want to send us an email. Send us one at another digital citizen at gmail.com and we'll respond to anything, uh, any corrections, any news that you saw of the week uh, from Wednesday to Wednesday is when we do the news. So if you want to send us any news you saw, we'll add it to our news. Or if you have any, any commentary on anything we said from this week's show or anything you just want to say, uh, Send it to another digital citizen at gmail.com. Yeah, and we are really open for everything. Like we we really we really like when people send us emails, so please do. It's not like we say Hey you there, you person we don't know. Don't send us emails. It's harder to i I've realized that it's harder to send our show emails because there's probably a lot that people could email about uh people when they listen to a podcast lots of podcasts are just like about one thing it's like this is a a science podcast this is an atheist podcast this is a cooking podcast this is a wrestling podcast and there's no like uh they might talk about other things but really that's what the show is about where us our show is about pretty much whatever we want it to be about (laughs) Yeah. Or whatever you want it to be about. So if you want to send us something, we'll talk about it. Really, like, really doesn't matter no, what it no is because we do everything on the show. We yeah. do news. We do TV. We do movies. Nope. We do crazy religions. We mm. do weird conspiracy theories. We do uh, books uh, and everything else. Everything in between. Yeah. So yeah, TV shows, like everything. Right, I mentioned those, but yeah, everything we do. We will even even if you like ask us, pretty priest uh, Luke and Frau and Tilly when she shows up. Uh, do you mind, uh, for example, talking about porn? Of course, we don't mind talking about porn. If you want us to, right? Yeah, 
Why not? Something specific? Uh, yeah, like I said, just send it to us, anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com, or you can PM us on Facebook if you want to do that, if it's easier. So. so let's talk about the real news of the week. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, I laughed because uh, I have said that Russia will not be in Eurovision. How long have, have I said this? Pretty long now. Well, I mean, uh, this is the fourth week of the news about it, so I'm assuming a month. <laughs> yes. Since, since oh. uh, you've been saying it since they this whole controversy started, so more or less. So uh, yes, EBU, uh, the European Broadcasting Unit, uh, came out with a press release this week saying Russia no longer able to take in Eurovision 2007. What a shock. Uh, so what happened is that UP uh, formally uh, offered two alternative proposals to Channel One uh, in Russia. Uh, and uh, those two options uh, were like we covered before that uh, that uh, they could do it via satellite or change just their artist because that that's also of course something uh, they were able to do and russia said no thanks uh we will not even show eurovision so now now they they said well if we we're not going to com compete of course we're not going to show show it so now they they more or less uh, just said uh, that uh, they 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 don't want to take a part of it. So Russia is no longer in the Eurovision. Yay! I'm I'm bummed. Uh, I'm bummed because I don't think uh, this should be something uh, that uh, should be. Uh, politics involved with at all i'm not bummed because the eurovision uh russian song is not going to be in there i really don't care but uh, it's right. it's it's silly and and stupid that uh they can't agree even to have them to 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 do anything it's it's sad for a competition it's not sad for anything else So, sure. That's it. But okay. uh, yeah, have you you have listened to some songs this week, and I'm going to find them when you talk about the first song that you listened to this week. Uh, which one are we covering first? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry. I I was a little unprepared. Uh, we are going to uh, talk about. Fushamarach with Reign of Revolution from uh, Lithuania. What is that name? Is it Fusedmach? Fusedmach. Uh, yeah, it looks about right. Yeah. Fusedmach. Yeah, look, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's pronounced totally different than that in Lithuanian, yeah. but whatever. we have no clue. <laughs> 
sorry if we offended you in any way. But uh, what did you think about this song from Lithuania? Uh, I actually really liked this song. I thought it was good. Um, I didn't like the dancing again <laughs> of this lady, but and I guess that go in a Eurovision sense. It definitely goes against them. Uh, nice. I was also expecting her outfit to like she was going to pull it off and have some kind of elaborate gown underneath it, but she didn't ever really do that because it was this big giant overcoat covering thing. But, um, overall I thought this song was, uh, pretty good. I don't think this is a contender or anything, but, uh, I didn't think it was good as the other song we're going to talk about. So what do you think? Uh, I think this is the worst song uh, we've done so far. No kidding. I, I don't think that at all. I hated this song. I, I, uh, so the Norwegian broadcasting system in Norway, NRK, started their uh, Eurovision uh, countdown on TV. Uh, and me and my father watched that together yesterday, of course, because we are crazy Eurovision fans, both, both me and my dad. And uh, I think uh, I gave this uh, one, and he gave it a ten. Like, no kidding. This was the song we disagreed on most. He loved <laughs> it, I hated it. I, 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 At the beginning of it, I thought it was it started out slow, but by the end of uh, it, I found myself enjoying it. So, What would you give this song? I'll give it a three and a half out of ten. Yeah, that's pretty so high. So it's up there in my in my scale of things. Oh, yeah, uh, nothing so far that's really blown me away, and I've gone, oh my gosh, I got to give this like a ten. Right. Uh, not yet. So I'm waiting for that, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> my prediction is that it's never going to happen at all. <laughs> Very possible. <laughs> that, is, that is my super prediction of this of this week. Uh, but yeah. The other <laughs> the other one uh, we did uh, here this week was uh, Maniel Navarro, Do It For Your Lover from Spain. What did you think about yeah. this? This was a bit out of place as yeah. far as a Eurovision song, but I liked it. Me too. It was something that I could see myself driving along the beach or like hanging out on the yeah. beach and listening to. Yeah. Uh, it's it not really that poppy. It felt more like a beach bum kind of style music. Uh, and I enjoyed it in a way. Uh, but like I said, it doesn't feel very Eurovision, but it does. Uh, it, oh, it was it's really re good. It's really Eurovision. Trust me. It is. Uh, it's, 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 uh, one of the best songs this year. I freaking love this. Uh, I, 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 I definitely was a song that I could see myself like, like I said, listening to in the car, driving in the sun or like it just felt like a it's a very late it's very laid back and i like that about it yeah uh and i don't really i don't necessarily maybe it's just me but i don't associate these kind of laid back uh i almost kind of want to say stoner song mm. i don't really uh, always associate them with uh eurovision so i can understand what you mean but in, in some way uh, this is proving that Eurovision can be a lot of things. 
I think this right. song yeah. this song is kind of proving my point that Eurovision is a lot of different kind of songs because uh, we have to be honest we haven't heard anything like this uh, before in in the recap we did do you agree with that that's what I just said yeah, yeah. it's totally different it's yeah. so it's so that was my point <laughs> and do you think it's modern and crispy sounding I do. I do. I, I, I think it's such a contender. I, I do think that Spain could be the winner of, I didn't, of I the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I, th I think this is definitely a contender for a winner. Yeah. Uh, especially because of the message of the song, yeah. or at least the parts that I could hear, because some of it is not in English. Yep. but Spanish. Um, I, I can see it. I just see... A st uh, we didn't see a stage performance of this, no. but I can see a stage performance of this being good. Yeah. So that yeah. adds points to it. Yeah. Um, and like I said, uh, it's it's got this laid back tone to it, but it's also very danceable. It is. So and danceability is kind of high on my scale for winning one of these contest uh, song contests. So and especially in the Eurovision, where we have a lot of ballads. I mean, it's uh, this year, especially it's the year of the ballads. Uh, there's a lot of really, ballads. yeah, it really is. At uh, least so far, the stuff we've covered. Yeah, and and I think that's one of the things that makes this year so freaking horrible. Uh, I I uh, and 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 kind of interesting that one of our favorites is this song because it's so not. It's so not a ballad. <laughs> it's it's definitely not a ballad. So what would you give this as a score? Uh, this, I'm going to score this way up there, so like five and a half out of ten. Wow, that's so I think my highest score yet. That is your Because this is just something different, and it felt... Uh, it kind of remind me of like a updated version of kind of a sublime, uh, like laid-back sublime song. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe not one of their more punky songs, right. but kind of a laid-back sublime vibe to it. So I really enjoyed that about it. Uh, you don't hear a lot of songs like that anymore uh, in current pop culture. So You definitely don't. Now that's your highest score so far. Uh, I Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely your highest. Well, uh, Tully isn't here to pick any for next week, so I will do it randomly. And just because uh, I can for some reason. Uh, so sure. let's see what should we do next week. Uh, we are getting there where where it's now 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 it's harder to pick because we have done done a lot a lot of uh, people. Uh, but I'm I'm we are not going to listen to to Russia because there's no need for it now, more or less. Or do you feel right. like you want to hear the Russian song? You want to hear... I, like you said, it really no point, because it's, yeah. it's not a contender, so... I agree. I agree with myself. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, next week, we will uh, uh, listen to Austria, because that we haven't done any yet, and we will do Azerbaijan. Austria and Azerbaijan, okay. because... That's... You're going out of the A's, obviously. Yes. But yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean... Whatever's clever. We, we, we need to get... Uh, we need to get to them, so... I mean, it's... It's... Uh, it's... Whatever. 
so Eurovision season soon is coming. I I I I can already I already know how happy Luke and Tilly is going to be that we are done with this as a thing that we do. But anyway, have you seen anything good on TV this week? And I know you have. I've seen so much TV this week, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, where do we start? I'm going to leave one thing out and actually save it for my movie round, because uh, I think, let's just say it has a lot to do with movies, mm-hmm. uh, which maybe you'll talk about it, but I'll save it for my movie round. Uh, oh, the path, let's start with The Path, because that's where we usually start. Yep. Path finale this week mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday. It was really good. Uh, really good. I thought I uh, really liked the ending. I kind of, in a way, predicted it last week. Yeah. But in a way, it seemed like, um, I don't know, did it seem like she was also not super happy with Eddie? Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 think, I think the last uh, season is going to be season three. Because now we build up for this power play for two right, seasons. This battle between them. Yeah. For two right. seasons, we I, build up for it. But I still see her as against Cal because mm. of the whole baby thing. So I, th- I think she's going to come around to Eddie's side, but she doesn't seem like she's on either Cal or Eddie's side at this point. It's kind of strange. Uh, right. That's kind of, I mean, how we left it off. But Eddie is definitely, uh, the funniest part at the end is where, they can't do anything about it because everybody there is like, oh, we're so good to see you. It's so good to see you. Right. And if Cal was like, no, tell these people to F off, he would look bad. So that power play was very well very well done. And um, looking forward to next season, I guess. I don't know if it'll be the last, but we will see. I really, really hope it is. Um, I think one of the reasons... I have a feeling it won't be. but Why? I have no indication that it would be, number one. And number two, if it's doing good ratings, they'll keep going with it. So. Is it doing uh, good uh, ratings, stuff? It's on Hulu. We don't have... we don't. They don't put any of that stuff out. Right. Yep. So, no, but uh, it's a tremendous... Uh, tremendous uh, opening of... Uh, uh, sorry, ending of the show. What else have you seen this week? Right, so uh, The Leftovers, Season 3, Episode 1. This actually is the final season, so maybe that's why you're thinking that will be the final season of the other show, but uh, I really like this episode. I really... I don't know how I... How do you feel about the time jump stuff? I'm really happy about it. I... Oh, okay. I'm extremely happy about it. I think it's one of the best season openers for this show. I freaking adore this. Uh, this is the best thing they've done. I I thought it was unnecessary. Like, the thing, I, the thing about this time jump they've done is there were so many questions that needed answered from the first two seasons. I don't understand why they have to create more questions at the beginning of this season when we already had so many questions uh, up in the air. It's like, I don't understand why it was necessary. Maybe we'll find out why it's necessary in the future, obviously. But uh, it just seems like uh, making... 
making tension and uh, bringing up questions about things that uh, maybe isn't necessary because there's all this storyline you could be playing with that you've just kind of left by the wayside. But whatever, you know, that's fine. Uh, but uh, I, yeah, no, I did I'm, like it though. I'm extremely satisfied with what they done with this season. To be to be honest. And I especially... It's one episode in, Fro, so no, no. say you like what they've done with this season. You like this episode. Okay, yeah. I, I, no, I didn't like it. I loved it. And I, I think one of my main reasons why I loved it was the pre-season uh, storyline. I did not see that coming. And I like when they surprise me. Do you understand what I mean? Uh, sure. The stuff at the very beginning. Yes. Um, uh, it wasn't super surprising to me, but I like, I mean, I like that they, that was the one thing that did kind of bother me. It was like a way to write out some characters really easily is the way I saw it. Mm. Uh, so that I, uh, it, that did kind of, uh, not a hundred percent rub me the right way. Cause it, it felt very. Uh, oh, we got to scrub this stuff because we don't have these actors anymore, so we'll just do this and that'll just uh, wash all that stuff away and we can move on from there, which I wanted those questions answered, which, like I said, one episode in, we could probably get all that stuff, but that di it didn't, I didn't 100% like that, but... I did. Uh, overall, I liked it. I like the whole... I, the whole thing, it seems like, in this one, is that kind of they're trying to keep the religious aspect toned down as much as possible mm -hmm. like they're going to the church and saying you have way too many people here like saying you know what i mean so that part is the going to be the in most interesting part to me this season so and what did you think uh, about the ending <laughs> ending of the episode the cliffhanger of that well let's not talk about it because we don't want to spoil it for anybody but um what the surprise sure yeah well let's just leave it at that yeah but uh, what the surprise don't you agree yeah, I yeah, just say yes. Uh, I finished Trailer Park Boys. I've only had two episodes, but uh, I thought this season was a lot better than last season because uh, keeping celebrity cameos down is uh, important to me in, in these kind of shows because I don't like too much pandering, I guess. I um, uh, found this YouTube page called Cosmic Skeptic, which is pretty good. It's an atheist kid. Young atheist kid uh, covers a lot of interesting stuff, and he does a lot of going on YouTube and finding people doing rants about different types of religion and different things, and then putting his two cents in about it. It's kind of interesting, good mm. stuff on YouTube. Uh, I posted a link to some one of his things on our Facebook page, but he's got a whole bunch more. Um, oh. I was watching, fam I'm, you know, I've been watching Family Ties and Who's the Boss. Yes, and for some reason. This week while I was watching Family Ties, Julie Roberts is on it for two episodes. That was interesting. Uh, and on Who's the Boss, Leah Remini, who is like maybe 17 or 18, is uh, really young, is on the show. So Really? Yeah, she's uh, it's got to be one of her first acting gigs, because uh, I, I mean I've uh, read her book, book or listened to her book, yeah. I guess, and we, I, we I remember have. her talking about this. But yeah, she's very young, 
Uh, and she plays... Uh, she's in a multiple episodes. She's the friends with the girl, the, the daughter uh, in the show, and she ends up playing a model, uh, or a young model. So Right. Now, uh, I, I, I always liked her. Uh, we both listened to that book. It's a super interesting book. Uh, you can buy it on audibletrial.com uh, slash another digital citizen. Uh, both me and Luke uh, do recommend it. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, and it, it was interesting to see her uh, so long ago, and this was clear when she was still um, in Scientology when she was very young. So interesting to watch that. Um, and I guess, yeah, that was uh, pretty much it for TV this week. What about you? Well, I watched Mystery Science Theater 3000 this week. Right. Uh, I'm gonna, I was going to save that for my movie round, but I okay. watched it too. Yeah. Uh, what a fantastic new show uh, episode season, sorry. Uh, I freaking loved it. What about you? Uh, there were certain things I didn't like about it, but uh, I think the the jokes uh, during the movie, the all the stuff during the movie totally stands up. It's the stuff outside the movie. I, I, there were certain <laughs> yes. things I didn't like. Yes. Uh, at least in the first episode, the very opening bit, they yeah. start with, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Wesley from Star Trek. Mm -hmm. What's the dude's name? Uh, uh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. He, he's on Big Bang and, uh, other uh, things. And he's like at all the conventions and people nerd out over this guy. What's his name? We both take him. Uh, that's his name. I really don't Will, know. Uh, but Will. Will Wheaton. Will right. Wheaton, yes. People all geek out over this guy like he's so amazing, so they put him in the show clearly to pander to geeks and nerds. Yeah. And that really... I, And that was like less than five minutes into the show, so I was kind of going, uh, I don't know, please no more pandering like this. Yeah. And there is some more celebrity cameos, like I said earlier, not a huge fan of in certain w d done in certain ways. But um, overall, it's like I said, most of it is them doing the movie. Awesome. That part I really like. The stuff outside of it, uh, not a huge fan of. I'll be honest. Yeah. So. No, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, but it was so much fun during the movie, so I forget. Uh, about everything around it. What's around it? It's not that important, to be honest. It's the riff. And... Oh, it's important to the quality of the show to me overall. I mean, it's got to be put into account, and it has to be put into account. I don't. I agree. I don't need. I don't need the fake uh, commercial breaks that are not going anywhere because there's no commercials because it's on Netflix. I don't know why that's there. Not necessary, and it's not funny. It doesn't add anything. Oh, um, I like that. I don't need, I don't need this weird band that doesn't do anything and uh, isn't pointed out as some type of like they don't point out what they're there for or what the reason for the band being there besides they're there because it's a show. I don't know. There's certain things about it that that whole part of it that I'm like, this is just not funny. Patton Oswalt's pretty good in it, mm -hmm. but the lady who plays the daughter of Pearl or whatever her name is supposed to be, she's not good. She's not funny. 
Really? Uh, and she's a bad actress, so yep, not a, I'm, I'm not into it. Oh, I like her. Uh, I think she's uh, a good actor. I I think she. Well, you are incredibly wrong if you're judging it just off of this show. Maybe she's in other things that she's good in, but she's not good in this. So you you really don't think so? No. Okay. We have a different of opinion, but that's okay. Uh, I was going to ask Tilly if she have heard of a show called Psycho Bitches, and I'm not fucking kidding. That's what the name of the show is. I think you would fucking love it. Uh, look, uh, it's uh, uh, taking, uh, for example, uh, uh, all historical uh, women, historical women. Sorry and give them into a psychiatrist and talking to them in a comedy fashion. And it's so, it's so funny. It is one of the most funny shows I've seen in a while. And it's called Psycho Bitches. <laughs> huh. I, I saw that online. I, I just figured it was some cheesy B, B movie or something, so... No, no, no. It's it's a great television show, and uh, of course it's uh, British, as every good thing is. Sure. Okay. Uh, but uh, no, I, I that was kind of a surprise for me. Have you heard about another show that I've seen this week that was called Balls of Steel? Uh, no. I thought that was a movie. Uh, wasn't that a movie with, like, Ben Stiller or something? Maybe it was. It was about ping pong? Maybe. But uh, it's also okay. it's also uh, a television show where they introduce uh, new comedians that has to prove, uh, strangely enough, that they have balls of steel. Uh, and the way they are doing that is... Uh, by doing uh, um, uh, challenges during the show uh, that involves people around in the environment, like Impractical Jokers or most kind of show, if you've ever seen it, mm. Impractical Jokers. No, I have not. Oh. But uh, I, I like that kind of shows. Uh, I'm not sure if it's your kind of shows. Show. I'm not super surprised that you haven't seen it, to be honest. But uh, I pretty much right now have my shows set up that I'm watching, and I'm not straying off them because there's just so much content already there uh, right. that I don't need to add new shows right now. So yeah. that's where I'm at. Uh, the movie I was thinking of was Balls of Fury. Yeah. And it has Christopher Walken and George Lopez. That's weird. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds awful. Random. Right. Hey, talking about TV and how good TV is for you. Did you know that watching TV and watching movies was a part of a bigger conspiracy? I was somewhat aware of this, I guess. <laughs> uh, I guess what we're talking about is this thing called predictive programming theory, which uh, we've kind of built up to, but uh, the whole idea here, like I've said before, uh, is that some entity is using movies, TV, 
songs, books, all kinds of media. Uh, they're putting things into this media to uh, desensitize people to things that are going to happen in the future. Planned events. Right. And what planned events are they talking about? Are we talking about 9-11? Are we talking about something bigger? All different, yeah, all different things. Uh, 9-11 is one of them, for sure. Uh, I guess uh, one that I saw a lot of maybe the uh, more recent YouTube videos and stuff like that, what people was talk were talking about, uh, is something we talked about in the past, which was the... The thing called Project Bluebeam, remember? Mm -hmm. Where it was going to be this fake alien um, takeover that would cause there to be one world religion or something. Right. Uh, a lot of people talking about that because of... I mean, you just look in uh, show, TV shows and movies right now and maybe in the last few years. There definitely was a surge of kind of alien uh, TV shows and movies. I think one... One that I saw, I saw a whole 30-minute thing on the show Colony uh, talking about. That Colony is just, uh, this. they're using it as predictive programming so that in the future, people who have seen this will accept it easier because it's something that they've already um, been conditioned to. Right. So I guess the definition, uh, according to at least what you look up on Google, predictive programming is a theorized method of mass mind control proposed that people are conditioned through works of fiction to accept planned future scenarios. Um, it says the they define this phenomenon as the power of suggestion using the media of, of fiction to create a desired outcome. Right. So that's kind of the breakdown of what it is. What did you... What was your kind of uh, knowledge of this before this week, Fro? None. Absolutely none. I was... You oh, never heard, heard of this ever? No. I was blank. Uh... I I kind of I kind of understood it right away. It's one, not not on one of it's one of those easy to understand kind of uh, uh, theories that we sometimes when we talk I I I do think that we pick uh, some topics that are really hard to explain like uh, hollow moon theory and things like that. This is uh, somewhat more. Uh, understandable how they come to this conclusion, and I'm I'm kind of saying they are right in a way. So there's a it's this is I'd compare to uh, the, what did we cover the other week? Um, deep underground military bases where there's like there's a level of truth that is yeah. actually uh, it's actually true, and then oh. there's this other level that it goes into this whole. Illuminati, New World Order conspiracy right. level of it, where it's like, that's clearly not true, but then the stuff about uh, uh, you know, subliminal messaging and advertising and things like that, that's 100% legitimate. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Uh, I guess the first time I heard about this, and the reason I found out about it, really, is because of, uh, well, Alan Watts, with an S. Alan Watts with an S I enjoy watching, you know, lectures from him. He was uh, kind of a deep 
thinker in this in the vein of Buddhism and things like that. And when I was looking up like YouTube videos and things like that of this guy named Alan Watts with an S, I stumbled across this guy named Alan Watt without an S. Uh, Clearly, I mean, it's obvious how uh, how that came around because of the search engine just finding finding it without the S. And then I would I listened to a few of them and I was like, wait, this isn't the same guy because one guy's British and the other guy's Scottish. So they have very clearly different accents. It's not. Uh, it's pretty obvious they're not the same person, um, but if you look it up and you didn't notice that one had an S and one didn't have an S, you could kind of be thrown off. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Oh yeah. But that's kind of how I found this is uh, kind of on accident uh, many many years ago, and I'd heard I, I've done research on it since then, and I did a lot of research this week. Uh, but since we're talking about Alan Watt. Why don't we go to his website that I posted up there on? Oh, let's the, uh... do that because I've been on that website this week. <laughs> <laughs> right, I posted it up on our on our board. So uh, let's see, cutting through the it's called cuttingthroughthematrix.com, uh, all lowercase, all one word, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And, and this um, looks like yes. a website from <laughs> the 90s. 1994. Yep. <laughs> Looked, 1995 maybe this looks like uh i i was i was showing this to, to hilda um and i i i was kind of laughing and i was like this kind of looks like the first website i ever made <laughs> <laughs> right yeah definitely oh for sure yeah as a programmer uh... I, I made a lot of of silly mistakes like uh, trying to be special by changing the color of the font every single time, for example. Make... Right, it's all like every other <laughs> line is a different color. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and trying to make things, for example, sparkle. For for example, underneath like book purchase information, the button for book purchase information is so sparkly. I was sure where I was in the eighties. <laughs> or donate with PayPal. I mean, it's clear that the they just want to emphasize, hey, buy this because this is going to give us the most revenue, probably. Because right. I mean, right next to it is CD and DVD purchase, mm-hmm. but I guess they probably don't get as much revenue from that, so they're oh. not going to make it as obvious and the other stuff on it is free there is a lot of free stuff on this website free podcast which actually his podcast is pretty up to date yeah um i listened to one episode (laughs) i listened to a couple episodes uh they're interesting in like uh yes in i'm trying to think of a a way to describe it um interesting indeed if if you take it all as kind of like a story, you're listening to a story that's not real, and you just go into it for like the uh, interesting story of it, like the seeing things from a different perspective kind of way, uh, then it's interesting. But he goes down some really weird avenues with a lot of his stuff. Uh, I guess we should talk about this guy, Alan Watts, Alan Watt, real quick. Um, yeah. Gonna probably make that mistake quite a few times but uh, many times i have a sneaking suspicion yes what about this guy what do we need so he is a scottish canadian conspiracy theorist um which we may have talked about this guy when we were talking about 
Bluebeam, Project Bluebeam? Yeah. Because uh, I feel like we talked about a Canadian, and he's Scottish-Canadian, so maybe we talked about him, but I, I, uh, I could be wrong there. I, I uh, really don't remember. But uh, we talked about Alex Jones earlier. This guy has been on Alex Jones a few times, I believe. Man, I, some of the stuff I sent you. I don't know how many times, but uh, but whatever. Uh, he's been on a lot of different radio shows as well, and actually some TV shows. But it says here in uh, his rational wiki, which they don't actually have a Wikipedia for this guy because they, it goes right to the rational one. Uh, it says... Uh, Al, he believe it kind of gives a list of his beliefs. Number one, uh, the world as we know it is on a brink, brink of collapse, and a new world order is imminent. The governments are using the conflict in the in the Middle East to distract us from the real problems of the world. I guess uh, professional sports are being used to distract the populace from its elite secret plans uh, to take away your manhood. I guess. Uh, which I, that part was really weird. Uh, we'll get into the sports angle of it, I guess, in a minute. Uh, and then, of course, prison cities uh, are going to turn into FEMA camps, uh, which were established in 2011 to kill off useless eaters. So that's what this guy... He's got a lot of wacky uh, conspiracy theories he believes in, but this is just one of them, I guess. But the whole sports thing definitely goes into it. Uh did you hear anything uh, about sports and this whole conspiracy theory? No. Okay. Well, um, I guess the whole idea here would be in the past. Well, actually, I sent you a whole thing about this. I okay. guess you didn't watch it. No, uh, I watched. I watched uh, some of it. Okay. Uh, did you watch the first video I sent? The like ten minute one. That one was pretty much all about oh, yeah. sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. when you you talk sports, I, I was a little confused. Okay, yes, I, I did see that. Okay, and what did you think? I, what was your opinions? Uh, of him or the the thing that he said? We're moving on to sports. We're on sports now, Frof. I'm a little confused, sorry. Uh, well... I understand that uh, sports can be a way to kind of drug the masses. Because if you look at, for example, soccer, uh, the real football uh, federation, how many people uh, around the world that watch football in Spain, in, in Italy, in Germany, in England... Uh, they are using a lot of time, energy, and uh, and money on those sports teams to support them and watch their matches. That could mm -hmm. be used for more... How can I say it without sounding like a douchebag? Uh, can be be looked upon as more, more uh, fulfilling... Right. With where it has some type of purpose. Right. I think the best. Uh, I mean, the one guy was talking about it in the video I sent you, saying it's a game. Right. There are people that being played who get paid multi-million dollar salaries to play a game. Yeah. Why do they get paid so much money uh, to play a game? 
these people get paid as much as like uh, a doctor, right. you know, who saves people's lives, and they're getting paid the same amount or maybe even more in some cases to throw a ball around or kick a ball around. Right. Uh, that's a little broken when you think about uh, society and the way society works. So I guess the question is why, like, what 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 importance do we put on, uh, why do we put such a huge importance on sports? And I guess this guy's theory, Alan Watt, and other people who believe in uh, predictive programming is that there was a point, um, you know, before uh, in the early 1900s, I guess, where the idea of there being giant sports arenas like we have now all over the place was thought of as that's just crazy. Why would we waste time uh, on sports uh, when we have when there's so many other things we need to be doing in life? You know, uh, I guess that's more of a the case of any time before then people had to there wasn't as much free time period you know what i mean right things were not taking care of as much in society like grocery store there wasn't one grocery store you could go to and get all your stuff if you wanted meat you had to go to the butcher if you wanted veggies you had to go to a different place there wasn't giant gr super grocery stores like we have now where you one stop shopping things like that so there was diff, diff, it was a differently structured society, I guess, um, and now we have a lot of free time. The idea would be that not only is this to waste people's time and waste people's money, but to give them something else to focus on, Other than so that the they're true, not focusing on the true. It's a, yeah, they're not focusing on the real big problems that are happening right in their own country or right or all around the world. Because if they're focusing on football and oh, my team's better than your team. They have something to, uh, it's kind of like a fake fight they can believe in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they can feel like they're being righteous in a way uh, for their team. I, I'm all for my team and there's this kind of religious kind of feeling for it where it's like, oh, my team's better than your team, so uh, screw you. Uh, and it's kind of like two religions in a way. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'd describe it as. Uh, my, I'm always right, like my, and it's all. It, it, lots of times, it has to do with uh, the team is from the state I live in, right. which is very religious, kind of centered. Because generally, the religion you adopt is from the country you're born in. So it, it's got a lot of similarities in that sense. And I think that's kind of one of the ideas is that sports in general is kind of a replacement for um, male aggression right. and things like that, where in like a tribal society we would get victories by either defeating another tribe or you would go out hunting and you would get a victory from that because you caught you know you caught game well we don't do that anymore so and to be honest let's be honest we are victims of this because we are both wrestling fans so <laughs> sure and i would say wrestling is if if this predictive programming thing is 100% true. Wrestling is probably the ultimate version oh, of some type of predictive programming uh, apparatus or, mm -hmm. or, I guess, program. Yeah. Because it's fake staged, meant to look, or, you know, <laughs> especially during like the 40s, 50s, 60s, it was, people believed it was real. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. There were people who legit believed that wrestling was real. Oh, yeah. And not only that, even in this day and age, little kids 
uh, believe that wrestling's real. And sometimes parents won't tell them till much later in life, kind of like Santa Claus or mm-hmm. Easter Bunny or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, you're indoctrinating your kid in that way. Uh, it's just like anything else, indoctrination. So, And a lot of this predictive programming stuff, I saw a lot of stuff about cartoons because the idea would be to get this programming started early. Right. Uh, when their minds are still malleable and things like that. So, but yeah, uh, this website from the nineties, uh, do you find anything in- interesting on here? <laughs> yes, I did. I found a lot of things that was interesting you know, about this. For example, you can order a movie called order of chaos. Have you heard about this really famous movie? No. I did not see this. Is it in his <laughs> like uh, DVD section, or where is that? Uh, it's it's on the side there, and it has uh, uh, no people uh, I heard about other than hey, Mimi Rogers is in this. I was like, what? Mimi Rogers? That's a, an obscure reference nobody will take. So that was kind of fun. Uh, but, okay. But uh, uh, can I uh, uh, can I read for you the uh, uh, the plot of of course? Okay. <clears throat> Twisted thriller, which chronicles the duplicate relationship between a native attorney and their neighbor colleague, and their fierce uh, uh, competition to move up in the firm and uh, get ahead in life. This was from Amazon, of course. <laughs> so it's underneath where you see Cummings shows by Alan Watts. Underneath theirs, you see the movie. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I remember it. Yeah. Uh, I think it said something about he was like a radio personality, like a radio voice in there. Yeah. But I guess I could understand. If they were doing some kind of radio thing where it was like the conspiracy theory radio guy, he would kind of his voice would totally fit the uh, bill, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, I listened to Cutting Through the Matrix. It's 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 amazing. I really loved it. Uh, I love when he goes into his his uh, rants and why believing is uh, is so important. And the interesting thing about I thought about this guy, uh, which I don't know if you noticed as a Christian, but he seems to be a Christian guy. Yes. But he talks a lot of crap about Christianity and the church in this day and age. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes. He basically, I heard him say, uh, or at least I, uh, I think it was in a YouTube video I saw. There was a quote of him saying um, that there is no real worship in any church like the only real people only real christians are people who are worshiping by themselves i think is what he said and i because everything that has to do with the church is corrupt so and i agree uh, with that i i totally agree with that to be honest that's why but he does seem to be coming from a christian perspective a lot of the stuff he talks about yeah Uh, Oh, oh definitely yeah but but he's against the church, so that's interesting. He's an interesting guy in a way. A lot of his shit is super crazy, but I guess his latest podcast was put out um, April sixteenth, so 
three days ago. Yeah, three days ago. And so he's still coming out with new podcasts. I think he does, uh, looks like he does them weekly. And I, he's got one on the 9th. And I do recommend and it's people called, to listen to it. I do. I really do. Yeah, go find one. Like his, uh, They're on his website. Go find one that's got something interesting in it uh, that you find interesting, maybe because he covers a lot of weird topics, but uh, you're going to disagree with it. Just know that when you're going oh, yeah. into it, and, and and just accept it, and then try to try to uh, try to listen to his perspective, I guess. But uh, his most recent one is called "With Ordo at ABKO Running the Show." You'll doubt pure reason, all that you know. Oh, it, it rhymes. I didn't notice that. <laughs> See what they did there. Well, who's Ordo Abkeo? Let me look that up. No quick. clue. That's, I guess, I think that must be like a, uh, is the fourth length album from a Norwegian black metal band. Ooh. Uh, Ordo Ad Keo is incorrect Latin for Order of Chaos. Okay. Oh. Yeah. No, but I, no, this man, this man is batshit crazy, but he's batshit crazy in a good way. In an interesting way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's good, but it's it's incredibly interesting, uh, his podcasts and stuff. So, and, uh, a- and he covers tons more stuff than predictive programming. He mostly covers like yeah. the news and what's going on. And it's definitely, like I said, from a Christian Christian perspective. But but he's not Alex Jonesy at all. I don't find him Alex Jonesy. Where, where I hate Alex Jones, like I really do. And I do think he he proves uh, the point to some people that you shouldn't become a Christian, because when when Alex Jones says he's a Christian, he's not my kind of Christian. This guy is more laid back. I saw uh, we like I said he's been on Alex Jones, but I saw a YouTube video of him talking all about how Alex Jones is a CIA operative working. Really. Uh, with the government to debunk <laughs> the real, uh, the real kind of conspiracy theorists who actually believe in this stuff. Oh, that's funny. Uh, that Alex Jones is kind of like a false flag o- operative, well, working against. Oh, I mean, the video I sent you that had the guy named Bill Cooper. Yeah, you see that guy. Yes, he is kind of like where Alex Jones stole all of his ideas from. Yeah. Um, Bill Cooper is really interesting if you look him up. Actually, he he, he was actually killed by the FBI on his own property. He was gunned down. Yeah. And he was a radio show host that did all pretty much all the stuff that Alex Jones does, except you could tell that that guy really believed what he was talking oh, yeah. about. Whereas Alex Jones, you can kind of tell it's all bullshit. Uh, and uh, Alex Jones kind of popped up right after that guy got killed. Um, that guy was batshit crazy too. He had a book, I think it was called The White Horse. Yeah, The White Horse. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, which obviously is a reference to the Seven horse, uh, Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the la- the final white horse or the end of the world. So both these guys kind of believe in that. Uh, and this guy kind of is on the same page as that in the sense that Bill Cooper never liked Alex Jones either. So I thought that was interesting. If people want to go, I know there's a documentary about that guy out there about his whole life. Um, he was kind of the origins of Alex Jones, the Alex Jones idea. 
was that guy. And he was very, very, very Christian. Extremely Christian. So that's mm -hmm. where Alex Jones, that whole idea comes from, I guess. But uh, Back to predictive programming theory. Did you find any TV, films, book, news, radio, anything like that? that uh, any specific ones that you found interesting? Well, The Matrix is always interesting. The theories. All about right, and how did you around Go it? No, uh, uh, that that uh, one of the the things that they say about the Matrix is that uh, one of the things that they think is that they made the Matrix to make it a look uh, uh, what should I say normalized. Because my, sure. a lot of things that that this guy is doing uh, is 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 trying to to, to prove that uh, uh, things that uh, have been given out in book form or TV form or TV uh, yeah whatever is somewhat uh, inclined to normalize things to come. So, for example, he thinks that if there's a lot of uh, of uh, uh, hit shows about zombies, it's because there will become a zombie uh, eclipse soon. It's more or less... Or maybe like some type of right. uh, dis lar large disease outbreak that's going to cause something right. like pandemic like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the normalization of things is, is kind of what interested me mostly about this. Okay, but uh, I was talking about specific like movies and things like that. Like, what what was the Matrix trying to normalize? Uh, the, the Matrix was trying to normalize the uh, the idea of that we are trying to be sheets and 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 follow uh, uh, that it's normalizing uh, and kind of uh, what is it called? Bana bananalizing? Do you understand what I mean when I say that? That's not a word, so no. Uh, um. It's trying to 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 get it to to look away, so it doesn't really have to be taken serious. So when people see the Matrix, they see ah oh, this strange story about uh, being uh, people being uh, in a dream stage where. Uh, they are being sucked up of energy to to contain another life form, right? Sure. Yeah. So uh, uh, they are kind of saying that the way they are doing that, for example, in the Matrix, is because that's that's their big idea. That's the big idea, and uh, they are showing it in the movies. So when it happens, or we find out that it happened, it's not that big a deal. Right. So I guess, uh, or something similar. Right. So the idea would be to, to give you, to show people this enough that eventually they would be desensitized to it, I guess, to where when it really happened, mm -hmm. they would go, uh... Oh, well that, yeah, we all, that was shown to me a hundred times over, 
whereas if you were shown something for the first time, it's going to be shocking and like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But right. if you've seen it in the movies and TV shows over and over and over again, it's not going to be as shocking. You're not going to fight against it as much because the shock value goes down. Right. I guess the whole idea here. So uh, I found a little list. You want to go to that list and we'll kind of go through it real quick? Yes. Uh, you got to, once you go to the link, you got to scroll down till you see like a chessboard and it says yep. some examples of how predictive programming might work. Yep. Um, uh, I guess the interesting one, uh, there was a pilot episode of, uh, the X-Files spinoff, The Lone Gunman, mm -hmm. which was about the computer guys. I remember it being on, but. Yeah, I still um, know all of it. So the spinoff aired on Fox six months before 9-11. All right, so this is going into the 9-11 conspiracy theory territory. Mm -hmm. uh, but this episode, the plot featured the theme of hijacked planes attempting to crash into the World Trade Center. Oh. The episode even revealed that the hijacking was perpetrated by the U.S. government as part of an elaborate <laughs> conspiracy. So... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a really good example right there of what we're talking about, how they would put it, put stuff out in the movies and, and TV to kind of show you something that's really going to happen in the future. And of course, within this conspiracy theory, you have to also believe that 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah. So, um, I don't believe that to be completely. No, of course not. Uh, I mean, there just isn't enough evidence to support it. Um, if there was more evidence to support it, I may believe it. But as far as now, there isn't, there isn't enough evidence to support it. And most evidence uh, that I've seen supports it the other way. So, yeah. yeah. Some people want to believe that, though. So you just got to give it to them. But uh, I just posted something up. Do you see that, Fro? Uh, in the chat? Yep. Yep. Uh, this, again, uh, has to do, with, since we were just talking about 9-11, let's get this over with so we don't have to talk about 9-11 anymore. Uh, this was from one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid. And I remember seeing this and going, that's a little weird. Uh, but this is a scene from The Long Kiss Goodnight. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, why don't you give us a countdown for all we'll play this. In 3, 2, 1, play. 1993. 1993. World Trade Center bombing, remember? Well, yeah. During the trial, one of the bombers claimed the CIA had advanced knowledge. Which, that's true. The yeah. CIA really was involved in the First the World Trade Center bombing. The terrorist visa was CIA. Yeah. It's not unthinkable they paved the way for the bombing, period, no. to justify a budget increase. You're telling me that you're gonna fake some terrorist thing just to scare some money out of Congress? Well, unfortunately, Mr. Hennessy, I have no idea how to fake killing 4,000 people. <laughs> so we're just gonna have to do it for real. That's actually a good line yeah. in the movie, but... Blame it on the Muslims. He does point out almost the exact what? same amount of people. You blame it on the Muslims, he said. Right. It pretty much, like, blame it even it talks about the World Trade Center, it talks about blaming it on the Muslims. So this is another kind of example they would give for predictive programming of 9-11. So we can move on from there and go right to 7-7, which is the next one in our list. I guess uh, in 2004, there was a BBC program called uh, BBC Panorama. Panorama, yes. London Under Attack, which I obviously never saw this. I don't, I don't know, but 
it proposed a fictional, fictional scenario in which terrorists detonated three bombs in the London Underground and a fourth in the street above. And then one year later, uh, for Whoops. the in the 7-7 attacks, um, there were three bombs in the London Underground and a fourth bomb in the street above. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would I guess I would have to actually see that program to kind of connect the two better, whereas I've seen uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and I could tell you it has to do, in the end, they blow up like a... They're trying to blow up uh, a little resort town, yeah. not uh, the World Trade Center, in the actual movie. But they do talk about... I mean, you got to remember, we're taking this that clip out of context yep. in a way. Yep. And if you take it out of context, it can kind of be skewed however you want it to. But I mean, you can put everything about uh, out of context to make it sound your way. Right. So I guess this must have been happening for many, many years because uh, in 1898, there was a book or no novella called Futility which told the story of a giant unsinkable ship uh, <laughs> called the Titan, which crashed into an iceberg what? and sunk 400 nautical miles off of Newfoundland. Huh. And then, of course, uh, I guess it would have been 15 years later, a giant unsinkable ship named the Titanic, have you heard of it? No. Uh, crashed into an iceberg and sunk 400 nautical miles off of Newfoundland. What? Uh, again, this is, could all be coincidence, but this is kind of... At, this is just putting credence of what these people believe as far as pre predictive programming so uh i thought that one was kind of interesting because it's from so long ago yeah i totally agree right it's, uh let's it's, see do you see any good ones on there no but uh, i what uh, i i find it funny uh children who grow up watching uh lovable robots in film uh about uh, the future uh, and uh, the article and of sorry artificial intelligence and uh, now we we get that with fembots and uh, a lot of other things so that is normalizing things aliens with right it's they're saying it's setting children up to live in a future where you know, robots are walking around and uh, it won't be as weird to them, which I guess that makes sense. I think Minority Report is kind of a good one uh, to talk about because we've talked about that in the past. I think we talked about it in the news. Remember that whole Facebook thing? They yeah. were talking they wanted to stop people from committing suicide. Yeah. Uh, of course, Minority Report 2002 uh People might, it says here, people might be less alarmed when technologies such as facial recognition, uh, retina scanning, driverless cars, which we already have, uh, predictive crime fighting, which we just talked about, uh, oh, and personalized advertising. I guess that was in that movie. I don't remember it, but that's already a thing now oh, yeah. as far as like Facebook and YouTube. They already do that with Google, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of different... Uh, examples of this i guess Ro robocop is a good example of preparing people for police militarization and the introduction of police uh, uh robotic police i guess which we talked about i guess that would be 
in Russia, if they were going to use that robot for something, maybe robotic policing would be it. You know what I mean? No, no, no. They're just going to use it in space. Just going to use it in space, by the Only way. in space. And we believe them because they are Russia. I think, uh, like we said, these, uh, obviously this is like kind of far-fetched, obviously, but there are examples of these kind of things that happen in specifically, I think, the news. Right. Um that are much more obvious, where you see articles, and we do this in our own show. I'll see an article, and I'll be like, this seems like it could be important. And even sometimes Fro will be like, why are we covering this? Yeah. And then maybe three or four months later, Fro will go, oh, that's why we covered it. Because something happens that, like, it's almost like they put these one news articles out, and kind of it'll be buried by other things. But really, it's the most important article, because it's referencing something that is going to happen in the future and usually does just like the Guam story that I talked about earlier with the nuclear submarine where I looked at it and went, this is clearly not training exercises. They're setting up for some type of uh, altercation with North Korea. Why would they do this otherwise? And it seems like that's exactly where it went. So the news is much more cut and dry when it comes to this kind of predictive programming, I guess you would say. Would you agree, Fro? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, can you think of any news examples that you can think of in the past where we've talked about something and then uh, it kind of came true? Well, Donald Trump. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess when we talked about Hillary Clinton talking all about Russia yeah. all the time and then all mm -hmm. of a sudden there was, after she wasn't elected, there's this huge Russia thing. Uh, when she was talking about it, none of that stuff was really had been discussed, and sh somehow she managed to know about it. Um, I guess that was an interesting one. Uh, I guess I'll go through some of, like, the movies I thought of when I first started getting into this um, theory. I guess Arrival was one of them that I came across pretty easily uh, as far as... Uh, different uh, movies that kind of would be in this... Um, and I think I think one one of the things that uh, uh, interested me maybe the most about this theory is is when it comes to uh, like let's give one of the things that that I was t thinking mostly about. Remember this little show we covered called Haunted? Right. Yeah. Don't you agree that that show? kind of glorified uh, normal people getting hunted uh, on by the police. Uh, with... Yeah, by this secret police force that has all this super yeah. advanced technology just specifically to try to hunt human beings. Yes. Yeah. It definitely normalizing that. And, I mean, go back and listen to that, and we talked a lot about um, Dragnet and how we would kind of associate, like, associate it or kind of put it on the same level as that kind of propaganda as far as Dragnet. And if people don't know, go back and do some research on Dragnet and how it was um, it was specifically used by the LAPD uh, to normalize uh, their police actions. So, And that's proven. Everybody knows that was true. That actually really did happen. Yep. So this is one of those things where you look at this theory... And it is based in some fact. 
because you can look at Dragnet and go, that is, that is a government agency using uh, media to tr- for its own nefarious purposes. Right. And, uh, and uh, that's one of the things that scared me about this is how far and how close we come to a lot of this theory. Because this theory... Right, and that was so long ago. Yeah. The idea now would be that their ability to do this or their ability to put things into the TV shows and, and manipulate people, right. I see it all the time. I mean, just look how much... Uh, there is no... We've said it a hundred times. There's no proof of this Russian hacking thing. No proof. But ask anybody on my Facebook or anybody who's like a liberal Democrat standard one, especially people who probably voted for Hillary Clinton, they're all going to say that it's 100% true, even though there is no proof. Because they, that's what they've been told over and over and over again. It's the repetition uh, that changes people's minds and it changes the way the whole society thinks about stuff. Uh, I think a good example of this is when Fight Club came out. Yeah, or the novel eight, 1984, for that sake. I think Fight Club's a good example because um, do you remember what happened after Fight Club came out? All of a sudden, there were all these people having making Fight Clubs. Yeah. Uh, like, it became a, a thing in yeah. society instantly because of this movie. So to say, uh, you know, that these kind of movies and TV shows don't have don't have or couldn't have a massive effect on a whole population um, is completely untrue because... I mean, I remember after Fight Club, all these kids in my school and kids I knew uh, that were, you know, high school age kids and then college kids as well that were like all about Fight Clubs or like we're going to go have a boxing match because Fight Club was the cool thing at the time and it was selling that to people, right? So uh, I guess another good example, when Fast and Furious first came out, all of a sudden after Fast and Furious came out, the first one, all these people I knew had these souped up. Uh, foreign cars that they went and spent a lot of money on because they saw Fast and Furious. People, um, humans, uh, you know, it's monkey see, monkey do. You know what I mean? Right. And so this goes into the whole that whole same idea of um, you see it and then it becomes normal and then you uh, accept it as just part of uh, society. I think that's getting back to the whole idea of predictive programming. And those kind of things I 100% see as true. I mean, the other things are like uh, adver- women's advertising, selling them all these different things. Right now, uh, there's this whole thing in women's cosmetics that has to do with eyebrows. Right. It's a, it's a new phenomena. You know what I'm talking about, yep. Fro? Yep, 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 yep. It's a pretty new phenomena. I say it's come around in the last year or so mm-hmm. where all uh, there's this thing about stenciling or coloring or mm-hmm. reshaping your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. That's never really been a thing in the past, tweezing and things like that. But there's a whole col- specific coloring thing where they make their eyebrows like a square shape. And it's like, where did that come from? Why does all, Why do all these people all of a sudden... All, why are they all doing it at the same time? Where does that stuff come from? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, this mass uh, uh, mania, I guess, over your eyebrows. Right. Like, that interests the crap out of me to know that 
probably some company somewhere who invented this eyebrow stuff. That's really where it originated from. They paid maybe some celebrity to use it, and then it gets pushed out there, and then everybody wants it because monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I I I totally agree with you. Uh, it's it's so it's so easy to see in in things that we are watching on TV and and listening to on radio that uh, we are getting taught to react away, uh, to be a part of society, to be a wheel in the society. Uh, we, need, we need to work better and pay taxes because without us, the world stops, Luke. <laughs> and it's, right. it's, it's, not, it's not like that at all. It's, it's, it's a lie. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting for me to see how much people are buying the lies of the media right around now, especially when the Democrats, I freaking hate the Democrats right now, that are so against what Donald Trump has done uh, with the, the mother of all uh bumps like hillary would do do this freaking same we, we talked about this la last week i said it, i mean we talked about it earlier yeah. in the show as far as like uh it just because the president changes doesn't mean d uh foreign policy no. changes at all because oh. it's exactly the same yeah but I, I think as far as predictive programming goes the idea here is that they, uh, the people who are putting this predictive programming stuff in there, uh, or kind of managing it, uh, are the upper echelons of the media. And we know that basically all movie houses, TV stations, radio stations, newspapers are all owned by six companies. Right. Uh, basically. So to regulate this stuff would not be that difficult in this day and age. No. Um, uh, not only that, the army, especially in movies and TV shows that want to use like military equipment or something like that, have tons of say in what those uh, TV shows and movies can do or, or say about the military if they want the in of being able to use that kind of equipment. Right. So there is uh, influence as far as the government in movies and TV. That is 100% true. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the weird stuff. <laughs> they, of course, believe this is being done by, like, the Illuminati or the NWO yes. to try to brainwash people for the end of days yes. because they are coming from a Christian's pr perspective. And they believe that Jesus is coming back and that this whole thing is being used as a nefarious way to make people accept the Antichrist. Right. Is that what you kind of got from it, from? Yes. And, and can I just be 100% clear that I'm not one of those Christians? <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> I don't. Which, like we said, it, it is very strange because this guy is coming from that perspective, but he also is against the church. So yeah. it's a very he's a very interesting, polarizing character himself. Definitely. I wouldn't say this was originally an Alan Watt idea, but it seems like he's the person who uh, is referenced a lot in a lot of the stuff I do, or a lot of the research I've done. I mean. What do you mean? Did you see anybody who... What do you mean? Uh, I mean, I didn't find, I didn't see anything that said that he was the first person to come up with this idea, but a lot of the research I've done references back to him 
as somebody who talked talks about it a lot. Is that what you got, or did you find anybody who might have been like the originator of the idea? No, no, I I totally agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the idea maybe has been kind of self-evident for a while, and then maybe he's just articulating it. But who knows, I guess. Let's wrap, um, wrap this up. Um, yeah. Uh, in general, we I, I don't find... I, I think this is the least ludicrous, ludicrous thing we talked about on the podcast, to be completely honest. Uh, this rates really low on the crazy scale for me. Right. I, uh, as far as the theory goes, I would agree. I Like I said earlier, I'd put this on the same level as deep underground military bases where Maybe we know even that... Lower. Deep... Maybe even lower. <laughs> to me, yeah. what I'm saying is I put it on the same level because uh, there are deep military... Uh, deep underground military bases that exist that we know exist and it's true that there is a base level of truth in that where this there is a base level of truth and then it goes off into la la land (laughs) yes definitely and i love that we use that word now because of that film and that film is also a part of the theory that's just predictive programming yes they're just trying to get rid of the word la la land (laughs) Uh, uh, talking about La La Land, have you seen any movies this week? Uh, just the ones I watched, uh, Mystery Science Theater. I watched, uh, four episodes, so that's kind of four movies when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I guess when, uh, the day before Easter, I was hanging out with family and Willy Wonka was on, I think it's just on TV because Easter, Candy, they're kind of making that connection, so... The whole family had that on in the background while we were celebrating. Oh, we, we, we forgot to talk about Outsiders uh, when we were talking about television. I gave you some sad news this week. Uh, right. I looked up stuff about it. Uh, yeah, why don't you te- te- tell people about it for a while? Yeah, it's going to be cancelled uh, after this uh, season. And After uh, next week. Because yep. next week is the last episode of the season, so... And uh, that is really bad news, to be honest, because both... It's and, a really good show, yeah. Yeah, both me and Luke loved that show. So... And uh, I found a quote from uh, the CEO of Tribune Media, who is the people that own WGN America. Okay. And it says... Uh, they're, they're basically, I'll, I'll do a basically of it. It says uh, they're in, they intend to expand our original and unique content to continue growing our relevance and appeal to the widest possible audience. <laughs> to achieve this, we Smart. must reallocate our resources. Um, this move, talking about outsiders, is designed to deliver even more value to our advertising and dis- distribution partners. Wow. Uh, to free up resources to reach this goal, we will unfortunately have to be... Re- we will not be renewing Outsiders. So they're doing this to... Because they were spending a lot of money on that show. I can understand that as far as the lo- shooting on those locations and all the um, different equipment they were using. And uh, especially in this last episode where they had the, all the cops and the, uh, the National Guard and stuff like that. Yeah. That, 
getting those people out there costs a lot of money. So I understand that as far as WGN goes, they don't have a lot of original programming to begin with. And if they're spending a whole lot of money on original programming that isn't really getting them any more advertising dollars, where they could just be putting out an old show they don't have to spend any money on, they can just you know put out an old episodes of another show right. that's going to get them the exact same amount of advertising dollars, that's where they're coming from. Right. Not necessarily that this is a bad show. So, yeah, it's sad that, that this all comes down to there's just the network... Uh, doesn't want to spend money on it because uh, it's not bringing in a return. It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not it's a bad show because it's a terrific show. So, yeah, it is really a terrific show, and I'm I'm super bummed. I really hope it will be picked up by somebody else. I don't think it will be because it's kind of a niche show, and if it would be picked up. I think HBO would do a, a good version of it. It's kind of, yeah. I was going to say uh, Hulu or something like that yeah. would probably be more likely than that, than uh, it going, like, moving up, where WGN is not really, like, that uh, special to begin with. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't see it coming back at all. Me um, neither. I wouldn't be surprised if there were some oil companies out there going, or like coal companies going fighting against the show even <laughs> continuing because it's very anti coal anti yep. fossil fuel. Yep. Yeah. So I watched one single movie this week, uh, Luke, and uh, it's called Schlacher.com. Uh, okay. Let me read you the synopsis, and you can guess if I like it or not. After meeting online. Jack and Christy go on a weekend getaway to the woodlands of rural Missouri. While discovering each other, they soon learn the terrorizing horrors that the forest has in store. Ooh. Ooh. Does that sound like a Frohl-like uh, movie? Well, it sounds like a standard horror movie to me, but was it any good? No, it was shit. <laughs> it got uh, 3.8 out of 10 on IMDb. That's a really good sign, isn't it? Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so bad. It, uh, it's it's not as bad as that fucking other horror movie. But, uh, but uh, uh, the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> but it was uh, really one of the least favorite uh, horror movies I've seen this year. It's it's uh, up there. Uh, it's almost uh, it's almost as bad as uh, <laughs> as the Bye Bye Man, but not as bad. But then, oh, I mean. <laughs> It's so, it's so, uh, it sounds so, uh, what can I say? It sounds so standard and it's so, it's so nothing. And uh, I went to their Wikipedia page and they won freaking four awards for this movie. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It's probably like little independent awards, right? Not like yeah, best yeah. future film for Bloody Horror International Film Festival in two thousand and sixteen. Right. 
and whole Yeah, I mean, little film festival things, uh, there's lots of movies that if they get passed around, they'll win things. That's just how it works. But yeah, I understand that. But uh, no, it was a shit movie. So don't see... uh, Don't see slasher.com. And do you know what is even more funny? They don't own that domain. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you go to... Well, yeah, it would probably... I'm assuming, number one, that that already exists like no, way before this movie no, because... No, there's nothing there. What, nobody's bought? It's open but just owned by somebody else? Yeah, you can buy it. Like, if you go to slasher.com, you, you see, these premium domain names have been listed for sale or lease. Click here to inquire. Okay. And if you... Uh, uh, click here to inquire. You set to another. Uh, uh, you get uh, wow. another. Yeah, they don't domain. have an instant thing. Yeah, they want to send you a price quote. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm not. I wish we could find out how much it is, but whatever. <laughs> so that's the only movie I saw this week. But I think it's funny when when uh, when your movie is called Slasher.com and you, you can't afford your own domain name. I think that's funny. I think that's funny. Well, I wonder if you go to Slasher.com.com if that's ooh ooh <laughs> or maybe Slasher.com.com. Maybe that's maybe. <laughs> now, now me and, and Luke is googling if 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 nobody is yep is uh, catching the nope. drift. That slashercom.com is not uh no, nope. it's not even owned by anybody. It's a completely open yeah URL. So yeah, I don't know why they didn't use slashercom.com. <laughs> they just don't have a website. So a lot of cheap, badly made horror movies out there these days. So yeah, speaking of badly horror, maybe movies. not cheap. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not cheap, and, not cheap at all, but bad. <laughs> uh, we talk about the fate of the Furious. All right, team, listen up. This crew is about family, but the game has changed. Now. This crew is about family. That's why I left the WWE. Came here <laughs> for a new family. Wait, when did I join this franchise? The <laughs> uh, last time. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. You're gonna turn your back on family? Family. Did I mention family in this trailer yet? <laughs> I know it looks bad. Don't give up on him so easy. You've only got one this is not a superhero movie. It's a movie about families, bro. Don't do this, Dom. And cars. You ready? One thing I can do. I don't know how much this is even about cars anymore. She's the very definition of high-tech. You know what would be comfortable, more comfortable to use your keyboard on a desk There's instead of just holding it up in the middle of the air like that? I don't know why she's doing that. Oh, Terminator 2. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Is it a little sad that I have watched every single movie of this oh, franchise? Uh, I've seen all of them but the last one and this one, obviously, but... I've seen most of them. They just got really bad towards the end here, so not worth watching. Cuba, our paths have crossed before. The last one was pretty good, actually. I think I need to remind you why you chose. They just don't hold up to like what the originals were about. It's all, it's gotten way too Michael Bay. Yeah. 
We're flying in airplanes and stuff now. Like what? This has yeah. nothing to do with Fast and Furious. And what? It looks like the Untouchables or whatever. Not the uh, uh, Dispensables. Is that what it was called? Yeah, the Expendables. Thing. The Expendables. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. It's like let's just put all these action stars into this movie that has the name, that recognizable name, and people will watch it. Like whatever. The sad thing, I mean, well, one of the sad things is that I was pretty sure they were going to quit uh, the, in the last movie because of the guy dying. But no. Okay, this is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. The Rock just pushed a torpedo with his own with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> what the? Like, how is it not? How is it not gone off yet? If it's riding along the ground, whatever. That's just stupid. Well, when did they get all this military training? Was that right after Tokyo Drift, or? <laughs> oh, this movie. We got one car jump in like that whole trailer. Most so, of that was like them flying in airplanes and doing all this other random crap that had nothing to do with cars. Do you have a girlfriend that's uh, Coco Nuts about this franchise? Coco Nuts? Uh, no, because I don't, I don't know what that means, but no, I don't. It, it means bad shit crazy, it means. Oh, okay. so, so it means that I have a girlfriend that is bad shit crazy about this franchise. Uh-huh, so that means that I've seen this. Uh-huh. Oh, is that why you brought it up in a really awkward way? I get it <laughs> yes. now. Um, <laughs> so, the fate of the Furious, Dom and Letty, with Dom and Letty married, Brian and Mia retired, and the rest of the crew exonerated, the globetrotting team has... The globetrotting <laughs> team. Like, it's like they don't even... They never went back and watched the first movie. Remember when they were like... All about being in the streets and like they yep. lived the life of the street people. Whatever. Uh, the globetrotting team has found some semblance of normal life. Normal life globetrotting. All right. They soon face an unexpected challenge with a mysterious woman named Cypher forces Dom to betray them all. Uh, it's got 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, Why well, am uh, uh, 66% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not as bad as I thought it would get, but not great. Yeah. Where did you find your review, Luke? I went to the Facebook page. Uh, most activity I've seen maybe ever, because there was like 30,000, 40,000 posts on each Whoa. of their comments on each of their posts. Really? Uh, so a lot of people, most of it was like people just tagging other people to say, hey, here's a look at the trailer, but a lot of activity, at least on their Facebook page, so. I got one, a couple funny ones. I got one from Tom Besher, and he says, I'm not going to watch your shitty-ass movie. Stop putting ads halfway through every Facebook and YouTube video. You should have stopped seven movies ago. Please die and go away. <laughs> so oh, he looks oh. pretty happy about it. And then here's another one. It's from Cliff Glenn. Becoming, uh, become more than $10,000 rich as you become member of Brotherhood of Light. Fame protection. 
Bring back broken marriages, love potions, etc. Okay. Yep. I have no idea. I went to the guy's... The I went to the Facebook page of the person who posted it, and it was like a guy in a house with a table covered in alcohol with like a stack of money. It was really weird. Wow. Well, uh, I've seen this movie for some fucking strange reason. Uh, I have no clue why my girlfriend thought this was a good idea to bring me to this movie. I I told her I, I, before we saw this movie that this was going to irritate me. And guess what? It irritated me. Uh, because I thought they should stop in the la last movie. Because the charmer, uh, the, the, the guy that could actually act out of all of them was gone. He died right around uh, making the, the last movie. And uh, it's kind of picking up a franchise without your main talent is never a good idea. And uh, I don't, the thing is, they made Tokyo Drift, so I uh, would say I w there is that caveat because that didn't have any of the big characters, including um, Dom, I guess. So yeah, there there is uh, something to say against that whole concept, but is it a good idea to continue making movies after the guy who? Mm, Carried the way he it. died in, in yeah. a car crash and everything, like that, okay, that may be not so, um, uh, they're not looking at it in a way where, like, they're being, they're just looking at it for the money, and they're not worrying about, uh, the idea that maybe it's not the best idea because somebody died, but this All is, right. I mean, it's been a while, I guess, I don't know, there's, that whole thing, I, it's not really a big deal to me. It is a bigger deal for me, then, because... I I think it's for me it's irritating. I I do think it's kind of uh, interesting that she uh, uh, my girlfriend went out of the cinema and she's like I didn't like this movie <laughs> and I was like told you so <laughs> but uh, 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 the main uh, villain in this movie. Uh, is played by oh I suddenly forgot. Um, I didn't see the movie. You did, white, so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who the bad guy is, so I don't white, can't help you. White chick, uh, McChickison. That's a really good actor, uh, and she could not play anything similar to a villain. Like she wasn't believable. At all, like, uh, 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 can I can I spoil it somewhat for you? Don't no, because you're spoiling it for everybody else, bro. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, but but uh, I, I'm just saying that this movie makes next to nothing sense. And to be honest, uh, there wasn't that much car driving. In Fast and Furious, and it's kind of interesting that 
the Fast and Furious franchise has turned into a spy movie, James Bond movie, more than uh, it's like gone in 60 seconds, mixed with uh, James Bond, mixed with trying to be something it's not. And this movie just is the least, my least favorite in this franchise after Tokyo Drift, because that movie totally sucked Donkey Balls. But, uh, I didn't mind that one. A lot of people hated it, but really? I I enjoyed the departure from the uh, original, and I just wish wish they would kind of go back and kind of uh, wrap up the storyline from that and the guy and the the one guy who actually connects to the original story. I wish they would do that because he died in that movie, and then they do mention it. I think in like second to last movie or whatever about him dying, but. Yeah. yeah, I wish they would kind of wrap up that whole thing, but I didn't mind Tokyo Drift. The only thing I didn't like about it was, what, Little Bow Wow or whatever his name was? <laughs> yes. Charlize Theron is in The Fate of the Heroes, by the way. She's the one that's playing the villain. Okay. Yeah, uh, but, uh, and suddenly, Jason Statham, that was the anti-villain in the last uh, Furious movie, is the good guy, one of the good guys in this movie. And that also irritated me because it doesn't didn't make any sense at all. So no, this was a bad, bad, bad movie. I would give it a two and a half out of ten. I'll probably end up watching it just because uh, <laughs> you've but... seen old others, <laughs> right? I didn't see the last one. I don't think but the last, last one, one was, was really good. Was five, right? Was that the last uh, one? No, seven. Oh, I think okay. this is so, eight. I, I, is that right? Uh, I I guess I'd have to look it up. So I saw five. I didn't see the one after that. So oh, yeah. So you haven't seen seen six and seven though. Yeah. I guess not. Yeah. I did. I thought they had it been a lot longer since they came out with one. So. Uh, hey. Uh, in in other news that we didn't cover this week because I'm a lazy bastard that suddenly uh, got this in my. Uh, Feed on Facebook. Did you know that uh, Rachel uh, Dolsanel uh, that we talked about, the woman that wanted to be black, has changed her name? Uh, no. I don't know why that's relevant. <laughs> why? Why? Why it's irre- irrelevant? Why I'm bringing? Why it's it- relevant to anything? Like somebody changed their name? I don't understand why I should care. <clears throat> Look at her name. Her new name. I posted it in in the. Uh, it's not Rachel Dolsanel like it was before. It's how do you pronounce her first name? Uh, Nakechi. Nakechi. Nakechi Amar Diallo. Yeah. Amer. Nakechi Amer Diallo, maybe? Yeah. So, that's... Uh, I don't... Yeah, I am not surprised. I mean, she just wants to move (laughs) on with her life, so... I would just say, leave the lady alone. I don't know why, like, at this point, it's like they're just digging up crap on her just because they want to. No, she's out with the book. I'm not kidding. She's written a book, so... Why? And she... 
titled she put herself as the author is something else. Why would you? That's just bad marketing. Yeah, uh, her her book. Uh, they they. Uh, uh, do you want to guess <laughs> what the name of the book is? No. Okay, it's in full color. Finding my place in a black and white world. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. That is that is the title of the book. In full color. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that remind you of of uh, um, uh, what, wasn't there a TV show called In Full Color? In Living Color. Ah, that was In Living Color. Okay. Right with Jim Carrey and the Wayans brothers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The Fly Girls. Yeah. So, if you, <laughs> it's not on Audible, right? So, uh, yet. So I don't know, but uh, I no. I it's it's interesting that she's out with a book. Uh, I saw an interview with her, and and they were like they they went suddenly. Oh, and yeah, you changed your name, and I was like, yeah, why? Yeah. So she's giving it out as uh, Rachel Dorshanel. Or whatever her last name was. I was gonna say that would just be bad marketing if you put it out under a different name. So yeah, yeah. it's strange. But yes, okay, Samurai Jack. Right, Samurai Jack, season five, episode five. Uh, this week um, title was I guess Roman nu- numerals for ninety six. Fantastic uh, episode. We got. 1.29 million watching the show, a 0.66 rating, same rating as last week. So, and it's pretty, it's pretty much staying right where it's been, even though, um, I believe right before, uh, during this, I think was, there was a basketball playoff game. So, uh, you would expect that to pull some people, but they really didn't, uh, lose a lot of viewers because of this basketball game. So I guess not a lot of crossover between Samurai Jack and basketball. I guess maybe that's just the case. What a fantastic episode this was. So let's get into it, I guess. Uh, Oh, sorry. I was just going to Were you going to say it's a fantastic episode and you enjoyed it again for the third time? (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) I was going to say what a throwback episode. uh, uh, Kind of. It was also very... Much like this season, where it's like this is not the same as the original. It just isn't. You know, it's a whole I've... new animal. So, uh, I thought the last episode was a throwback more than this one because it felt more individual from the rest of the story that's being told. It felt more separate, and that kind of made it feel more uh, original to me, like how the original series was. But yeah, this had a lot of throwback. It had throwback characters. So, yes. which is what you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, we open up with Aku's uh, tower, which we've seen in, you know, the first four seasons. But there's a giant crater around it, and obviously he's inside the castle. Uh, and, and we see this army approach. They're kind of dressed like Roman soldiers, it looks like, and they blow their war horns, and then. Uh, we see the Scotsman from 
previous seasons uh, come up, but he's like 50 years older. What did you think of this, bro? I was so freaking amazed. Uh, I said, uh, when we started talking about this, we, we had an episode of Not a Digital Citizen, and I said, I hope there's an episode with the uh, Scotsman. I really do. And you said, yeah, I really hope that as well. So <laughs> we love the Scotsman. So it was super amazing to see him back. Right, and it seems like he's going to be in future episodes as well. So, But he comes up like in a wheelchair with like a Gatling gun on it. And he's got he's kind of backed by all these women, and we, uh, which of course are all his daughters. And one of them's dressed like really skimpy, kind of. Like she's wearing like a crop top and stuff. And the Scotsman says, I'll... I take you out for a day of battle and you dress like you're going to a dance. And, and he's like, you got to cover up. And so all of his daughters cover up. Uh, and they, and after they do this, they charge the castle. They're shooting, you know, weapons at it. They're shooting bombs at it uh, and attacking it as much with this massive army. Uh, we go inside of the castle and a is in there uh, sulking like he does. And his little... I don't know, he's got this notification, like, kind of, um, I guess you would call it, uh, what's, Alexa, or whatever those, uh, you know what I mean, those little boxes that, like, tell you what time it is, things like that, you know what I'm talking about, Fro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah, it tells him, uh, it seems the castle is under attack, (laughs) and he's like, what? Opens up his little window to the outside world, and he sees he's being attacked, and... He says, maybe annihilating this scum will break me out of my malades. And so he uh, jumps out of his castle. He kind of turns into a giant bowling ball type thing. Basically rolls over the whole army. Destroy, like kills everybody. Except for the Scotsman and his daughters. So the Scotsman tells his daughters to take off. Because he's trying to save their life. He says, I'll buy you some time. So they run. Uh, and the Scotsman stops Aku, uh, kind of in his tracks, and Aku looks down at him like, who is this little tiny person that's in my way? The Scotsman's, uh, insulting him and whatnot. And Aku, Aku just basically vaporizes him with laser, laser beam eyes. Like, with no concern, but, uh, the Scotsman's daughters are looking on. One of the things that I discovered with the Scotsman's daughters was that I, I, I really liked them. I think they were kind of uh, a nice kind of uh, humor added to the show. Right. I think uh, Scotsman in general is it's definitely a comedy character. So. so the daughters pick up his sword, which is broken now, and they're, they're set... Uh, Aku has gone back into his castle by now, so uh, they, they're they kind of grieving over their dead dad, and as they pick up the sword, uh, the Scotsman's ghost kind of comes out of the ashes of his dead body, which we, had saw, we saw earlier, it was like a skeleton, and then it turned into this pile of ashes, and uh, the Scotsman comes out, so now he's, I guess he's a... Uh, ghost. 
ghost, but they can see him, kind yeah. of, whereas the other ghost kind of people that we saw from Jack, which was himself, that's obviously a hallucination, so there's a little bit of confusion there of what's a ghost and what's not a ghost, but uh, Scotsman says it's because of Celtic magic, so that's the explanation as to why he why this whole thing's happening. I have a question and his for plan... you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, were you a little surprised that they killed him off in this episode? Uh, I, uh, no, well, not after we figure out what's going on. I mean, it only takes a second to figure out what's happening. So I was not, I was kind of like, okay, I kind of saw it coming because obviously he was going to get killed. There was no way he was going to survive, but I didn't see him coming back as a ghost. That was the surprising part to me. Uh -huh. so, okay. So his plan is to amass, uh, the Scotsman's plan is to amass a bigger army now that he knows where Aku is living and to find Jack to defeat Aku. Speaking of Jack, we go back to the island with Ashi and Jack and it's nighttime and Ashi's looking up at the moon. The moon turns like into her uh, mother's mask. Uh, it's kind of talking to her in like kind of a hallucination type way or maybe her mother's magic. What did you think about this, Fro? Her magic? Her mother was magic? What do you mean? Do you think that... Okay, I just said she sees her mother in the sky, in the moon, with the face. Right. Is right. it magic, or is it a hallucination that Ashi's seeing in her mind? Uh, I think it's a hallucination. Don't you? Okay. Uh, I did, to a degree, yeah. But at the same time, it's a little... There's something she said in there that could be construed the other way. So who knows in this show? Who really knows? Right. Um, but her mother basically says, why aren't you killing him? He, uh, talking about Jack, uh, he, he was going to kill you and Jack's sleeping. And so the mother is trying to get, uh, Ashi to kill Jack, but Ashi is kind of going back and forth in her head, like, uh, what Jack said and what her mother has told her and how they're contradicting each other. So, right. Uh, I, I'm I'm really sorry that I'm a little off today. I don't I have no clue why. By the way, but I'm really sorry well, about that. It's just not. We don't seem to be on the same page about anything. Yeah. It's um, really strange. Sorry. Well, usually we have Tilly here to connect the dots, and she's not here. So. <laughs> uh, we blame you, Tilly. No, it's not that. It's just. <laughs> Uh, recording with three people and recording with two people are totally different because, uh, you have, like, you have to be ready for, for me to be done talking and, uh, be ready to pick up the conversation. Right. And if you don't have anything, uh, there, then, uh, which you don't seem to do this week. I think that's the problem. I, um, I, I feel, I just feel a little out. It's, it's really strange. I haven't done anything special uh, this week that would make uh, me feel out but uh, I don't know it's strange sorry about that listeners and sorry about that Luke it's not your fault it's mine sure uh, I mean we all have off days and off weeks so whatever yep. um, we're almost wrapping this show up so it's all good um, where were we right Ashi won't kill Jack because Jack saved her life, so she wants to know the truth about Aku, is what, she, what it comes down to. Right. And she thinks Jack can tell her, so she turns around, it's daytime now all of a sudden, because she's kind of been hallucinating about her mother all night, 
and she sees Jack or she sees Jack go into the water. So she seems like she thinks Jack is running away from her, kind of, cause and she's very she's not trusting. So she thinks maybe Jack is, uh, tricking her. She still mm. doesn't know if Jack's the good guy or if Aku's the good guy. She's still confused. And Jack comes up out of the water with like fighting this massive dragon, uh, water dragon. I guess we'll call it. And he says uh, to Ashi, get on the back. And so they ride this water dragon like through the ocean back to back to land. We assume back to whatever civilization. So they, uh, at this point, they're on the beach. And Jack thanks the water dragon. And he goes his separate way. Basically says goodbye to Ashi and just walks off, leaving her to do her own thing. Um and Ashi does not seem very happy about it. So, uh, at this point, it's nighttime, and we see Jack uh, around the campfire. And Jack starts to do his hallucination thing that he does uh, around the campfire that we've seen in the past where his father came up out of the fire and was yelling at him. But the fire is just kind of starting to do his hallucination thing. And so it kind of makes me think that um, all this time being alone... That's really what's causing Jack to go insane. Yes. Does that make sense? Because now he's back being alone again. He doesn't have Ashi with him. And he's starting to see the hallucinations again. So, Uh, What do you call that? Like uh, cabin fever, maybe? Or whatever it is? Something like that, yeah. And it's it's pretty clear from this episode or the episodes we had before as well that uh, that, uh, Jack is really out there. When it come, comes to imaginations. Oh. Right. I mean, I think he's been hiding by himself, being like being by himself for the last, whatever, 40 or 50 years. So that would drive, drive anybody crazy. Yeah. But uh, you only have ideas. The only ideas you have to bounce off with are in your own head. That drives people nuts. So, uh, so yeah, Ashi shows up, uh, like I said, and it stops the hallucinations and... Jack, uh, she wants Jack to show her proof that Aku is actually evil and that Jack is actually good. And Jack basically, she says no, because she doesn't think that she can handle it. But she kind of convinces him, and Jack eventually says he'll he'll show her, but not now. He'll show her tomorrow. Uh, and Ashi's like, kind of not happy about this, but she goes along with it. And she is looking at the stars and asks Jack if Aku was the one that created the stars, because that's what she was taught, obviously, that Aku created the whole world and, and the heavens and everything. Then mm. he's like a god. Uh, and Jack just laughs at her and tells her this story that his mother told him when he was young about sun and moon uh, shooting arrows to make the stars, which um, I've heard that story before. I believe that is, uh, at, uh, it's like Native American folklore here in America as well, so. So the next morning, we get kind of um, it's kind of a montage of Jack showing Ashi different places of that that Aku has done bad things to. So first we go to this forest where there's only a single tree left. All the rest of the forest is burned down, and he says he, that Aku left the one tree to remind um, remind people how powerful Aku is and that he could destroy the beauty whenever he wants to, basically. Um, and we go to this city, which Jack calls Aku City, 
So I guess this is kind of a coup's main city. It's named after him and everything. And a ship flies over the top of them. And we. this is where Jack steals, like, a silly outfit from different places. So Jack's, the whole rest of this episode, is wearing this silly, like, pimp pimp outfit. Right? Mm-hmm. I like that. I thought that was very funny. And we get the scene of there's, like, this alien comes down and he wants to settle here because he says that they're criminals <laughs> who got kicked off their planet. Uh, and he's got this mm. thick Ru- Russian accent, right? Um, it's, it's so it's so thick. It's so funny. Right. It, obviously supposed to be the evil Russian. He's got the kind of uh, old, like his hair, it's his hair, but it looks like one of those old Russian hats, like right. poofy, furry hats. Um, and he, uh, the guy who's there in Aku City that's letting him in says, yeah, that's no problem. You can go live here. Shows him a video of this si- of this village and it's all these families with their children. And the guy's like, it's occupied. And the, the guy says, is that a problem? And the guy says, no. Basically saying, we're going to kill all these families and we don't even care. So showing mm-hmm. how evil they are. So they go to this destroyed village. Uh, it's a different village, but... Um, it, he's showing Ashi the rubble of this village that has been destroyed by some of Aku's minions. And as they're walking through this place, a hand, like a blue hand, raises up from some of the rubble. And it's somebody who's still alive. So they go to help them. Uh, and they uncover this, like, blue alien creature. And the alien recognizes Jack somehow and says, You're back. You're here to save us. So you can tell. Ashi even knows now that Jack which Jack didn't tell her that uh, Jack's kind of been not able to help, even though Aku is afraid of him. Jack's, he doesn't have his sword, so he hasn't been able to fight, be fighting all these creatures. So, um, Ashi asks him what happens, what happened to the village, and the alien says that they took all the children to the factory, is what he says. Yeah. Which, did that remind you of anything, Fro? Yeah, I, I, I was like, uh, didn't I talk about this in another episode? It reminded me of the show Colony, where they have the factory Colony. and they send all yeah. the kids to it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. mm. It's like one of the most interesting parts of Colony is finding out what the factory is. Because we yeah, see pe- we've seen people go to it, and even yeah. in the end of season one, I believe, they walk in through the door and it's all bright white. Yep. And we don't ever see what's inside the inside the factory. We just see we, them go inside. But. We never seen it, right? But it's like kind of this ominous thing in the show, even after two seasons. So, mm. so we go to the factory, and Jack and Ashi are walking around here, and they're looking for the children, and uh, they hear uh, a door open. This massive door opens up, uh, and behind it is all the children, and this noise. Uh, there's like a high pitch noise that happens. And it's obviously controlling these kids because they go nuts and they their eyes turn red and they start running after Jack and Ashi. And uh, Jack and Ashi split up. Jack tells Ashi to go destroy the wherever this uh, noise is coming from because they assume that it's controlling these children, which al- blue alien children I should mention. Yes. Uh, Ashi. Oh, right. Ashi runs uh, kind of away, and Jack ends up getting caught by these 
he gets pulled down uh, off of something by these blue children, kind of taken over. So we don't know what's hap happening with Jack, but Ashi gets into this room where she thinks the control room is, and she ends up having to battle these robotic, giant robotic arms. And the whole time we see kind of this uh, ominous hand controlling these arms that are like they're like claws or whatever, but we don't see what the, who this person is. And uh, Ashi ends up getting caught by these robot arms. And this ominous being comes out in this robot. Comes out and he ends up like uh, torturing Ashi with like electricity. Uh, she's kind of strapped up kind of uh, like on a wall by these robot arms holding her there. So she can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So we go back to Jack and he kind of escapes from the little blue creature people but one of them finds him and the blue creatures they must have kind of some kind of connected tele telepathy because they all know Jack's there once this one knows Jack's there and Jack's fighting them off but he can't really kill them because these are little kids that he knows are just being you know they're under mind control so right. Jack can fight them off but he's not going to kill any of them so it's like a continuous battle since he can't really defeat defeat them uh, so we go back to uh, the robot and Ashi, and he's continuing to torture her with his electro uh, electrocuting her with this like power he has, and he has to end up plugging himself in and like charging up his power, which was kind of funny. And he, after he po powers himself up, it seems like he, when he shocks Ashi this one time, that it seems to make her more powerful. Is that what you got out of that? Yes. Yes, definitely. Because she can, uh, she gets like all crazed and she can pull herself out of these robot arms and escapes the robot arms. And um, she fights this robot being, but kicks his like helmet off. And we realize this was actually a man all along inside of a robot body. I like, was a little uh, surprised by this. Right. They don't make a big deal out of it, but it's kind of, it's a mech warrior kind of suit. Uh, was this creature from previous episodes? Because I don't remember him, but no. it seems like maybe they were trying to reference something not earlier. That I but, uh, not yeah. that I remember either. So, yeah. hmm. And I've seen the whole series twice, so I don't yeah, know. Me too. I haven't watched it recently, but I think I would remember that. Um, yeah, me too. It's kind of strange. But yeah, she ends up defeating the guy. She, she kind of like kicks him, punches him, knocks him out, and then throws him across the room. Uh, through like a window and he explodes. So it's definitely showing that Ashi can hold her own uh, all by herself. She doesn't need Jack. She doesn't need her other sisters. She is a one woman wrecking machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and Jack, we go back to Jack and he's fighting off the children and as he's fighting them off uh, they all seem to like spaz out and drop dead. It seems like they all drop dead at once, right? Mm -hmm. And we hear the noise stop, and Jack kind of goes totally nuts because he thinks he's killed all these children, like hundreds of little kids. And he sees the Green Knight, which we haven't seen in a while. And the Green Knight says, it's time. And Jack kind of nods like, yeah, okay. And Jack <laughs> follows the Green Knight, like, off into the smoke, into the distance. We don't really know where he's going, but Ashi returns to where Jack was, uh... To find all the uh, seemingly dead kids, and she 
uh, picks one up and it wakes up and slowly all of them start, they're all okay, they're all alive. So Jack could have just, you know, checked to see if one of them was alive, but he was, just went instantly crazy. So, uh, you know, he's not, he's not sane. We've, uh, that, that's been established at this point. And Ashi returns, uh, or Ashi returns, but there's no Jack. So she's like, where is Samurai Jack? And he's wandered off to follow the Green Knight. And we go to credits. Yeah. Yeah. A good episode. I would give this a 9 out of 10. I really love this episode. Yeah, I really did too. I would at least give it an 8.5 or 9, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, really interested to see where Jack is go, where the Green Knight is going to be taking Jack. Because if you remember in the past episode, uh, the Green Knight pointed him towards the... Um, temple to try to get him away from the seven sisters, uh, seven daughters. I mean, remember that? Uh, I don't know. Episode two. So this Green Knight has plans for Jack, and um, it seems to all be in his mind. So very yeah. interesting stuff. Did you watch uh, wrestling this week, by the way? Sure. Yeah. Well, what did you think about uh, Raw and SmackDown this week? I, I'm always interested in your input. Um. Um, overall, the title picture stuff is super confusing yeah. as far as how it's all going to work. Yeah. And this dra- uh, this superstar shakeup is really... <laughs> so, it's so it's it's so weird. It's just broken. I don't really yep. understand what, what we're doing with it. Um, <laughs> it's so broken. Uh, I... As far as, like, what happened on Raw... Uh, it was it was better than last week, I guess, but that's not saying much. Um, <laughs> but it just doesn't you... seem like they're trying very hard in these last couple weeks. So I don't uh, I, I don't have a lot to say about it. What about you? Uh, what an amazing match between Strowman and and Big Show. I really love that uh, spot. Oh, what the ending? Yeah. I mean, I've and... seen it so many times. It was kind of like okay, but. But it was cool, I guess. They haven't done it in a while. Cool. so Yeah, they haven't done it in so long. I wouldn't call it a good match. It was two big guys lumbering around. Oh, the, no. It wasn't the, a hip, good... the, hip dra- the hip tosses were kind of cool to see two big guys do hip tosses. Like, you don't see that a lot. Um, I have no clue what they see in Ginger Mahal on SmackDown. That confused <laughs> the crap out of me, but yes. they are they're bringing in these other guys. So that's so, what it's all about. It's so weird. Like, Ginger freaking Mahal. Why? It's 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 super weird. Uh, They're like, like his veins. That's really what it is. Is like Vince has a hard-on for guys that like have <laughs> those kind of creepy, veiny bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do think... Uh, I do think uh, uh, SmackDown was much better than Raw, but... That's not saying much, uh, but I'm super confused about this shakeup. I can't wait for this pay per view to be over. So we we even then it's not it's still going to be confusing because then we have uh, isn't it like we have a Raw pay per view and then a SmackDown and or a, it's a Raw and a Raw and another and then a SmackDown or something something weird going on and then even then where does the title end up? Does it go with the person or does it stay on the show? Like that's the confusing part to me. Yeah. Uh, and they've really not explained any of that. And so, and then the Bray Wyatt thing last week confused the crap out of me because 
I thought he I thought he was kind of just on both shows a little yeah. bit because they didn't really say he was on Raw and then he was uh, on SmackDown the next night. And I believe he was on both shows this week too, right? Yep. So very yeah, it's very confused and I don't know. I'm all right with the shakeup as far as like okay, they needed to do it at yeah, some yeah. point, but oh, yeah. the way they did it was yeah. not well planned out, and so it's kind of just made everything convoluted blah. and blah. Right? Yeah, I totally agree. It's so, it's so freaking irritating. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to that wrestling show. <laughs> Where I talk a lot of about wrestling. No show this week, but we will be next. Uh, we will be back next week because uh, Bill is having a holiday. Talking about next week, do you have anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, there is one thing I want to uh, talk about. I guess uh, go support uh, independent wrestling pages on youtube because like we've said in the past um about other youtube channels get it like all this funding being pulled from youtube is hurting a lot of people and one of those people are independent wrestling promotions who do make revenue off of their youtube channels so it's hurting independent wrestling in the real world from this youtube stuff so go that's just another thing to support on youtube or go to their uh shows locally if you can um, other than that, go to westcoastwrestlingconnection.com and go to their YouTube page and check it out and help them out. So, Yeah, check that out. I, I know uh, somebody that works with that company and he's a really cool dude. So help that company out. <laughs> uh, you can also go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen to help this show. And why shouldn't you? And what is that yeah. address? Another digital citizen.com forward slash another uh, audible trial.com. Sorry, <laughs> audible trial.com forward slash another digital citizen. There we go. Yep. Uh, next week, we will, of course, talk of news of the week. We will finally do our payback uh, predictions because that's a pay per view that's coming. We're not sure, uh, but we are going to do a term tor- tournament. We, we, we are going to discuss. A little closer, but we're going to do a fun little tournament next week. We're going to do a tournament of some type. Maybe I'll post something on the Facebook and just say what kind of tournament you want us to do, or maybe we'll come up with something. But yeah, we'll do a tournament next week. So uh, another digital review is born in China. Never ever heard about this. Okay, I I don't know. You know me. <laughs> I booked this stuff so far in advance. Like I don't know uh, what what. What's what? But I know there weren't a whole lot of movies coming out this week. Uh, this is a Disney film, apparently. Really? About... Uh, Being born in China. Pan- and it's about pandas. Oh, so. I love pandas. Who doesn't love yep. pandas? Uh, and we will do Samurai Jack. And hopefully Tilly will be here. Or maybe yep. not. Apparently, this born in China has ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So holy shit, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, from United States of America, it's a goodbye, and from Norway, it's a goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.
goodbye, citizen.